veteran, 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 painless, painless, veteran, 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 painless, painless, the veteran painless podcast. Hello and welcome to show 88 of the Veteran Gamers Podcast. Yay, 88! Hello, how is everyone? Yay, how is everyone? Now, before I do introductions, I must say, and I've got to get this out there at the beginning, just in case, because it might like be in like... You're going to get it out at the beginning? I better get it out now, because (laughs) in a minute I might not be be here anymore. Um, (laughs) My internet is a bit screwed at the moment. Apparently, Virgin are working on it, but it's it's on and off, and they're sort of throttling the speeds and the messing around with stuff while they're supposedly fixing it. Uh, but it's not just me; it's in the whole area, so it's a big, massive issue. Uh, so hopefully, I will last out till the end of the show. But who the hell knows? All we can do is record and hope for the best. Cross our fingers. My computer is going to be working fine because I actually got a new computer. My thing wouldn't turn on, and I finally brought it back to the Apple store. I'm like, you know what, people? You need to give me a new unit because this thing is busted. And they were like, oh, here, we can do the migration because, you know, I have all the information on my old computer. Now, I've fortunately saved all my actual files and everything on an external hard drive, so that wasn't the issue. The issue was programs I had installed and passwords and stuff, and they were like, it's going to take us a few hours to even get this old machine started up. And then migrating, it also takes like an hour or two. So, like, you want to wait around the mall all day? I'm like, no, I'll just start from scratch. So that's what I've been doing, reinstalling all my iTunes stuff. God damn, I have a lot of music. Sorry, Fun. who is everybody? Yes, I should do introductions <laughs> once you've uh, yeah, got, you got... Is that like a mini rant, is it, just to start that's the like show off? like a pre-rant, <laughs> yeah. Uh, to no, the... just wait, there's more coming, people. Oh, my God. Oh, no. I, I I dread to think what you'll have found to like rant about for this week. <laughs> I the, find something. Oh, who the hell knows what it may be? <laughs> yeah. Um. But yes. Uh. Yeah. Duke is here. I think. Yay! I'm here. Woo! Hooray for me! You ain't soda. One dollar. Hey, check this out. Why don't you let me get a sip for fifteen cents? My cups cost more than fifteen cents. All right. Fuck the cup. Pouring in my hand for a dime. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, that's the one where he pulls out all that wash of cash, doesn't he? So they, <laughs> you you get it yeah. Do you know what's funny about that film, though? Not a lot. That's, well, that's that, stuntman that, things funny that, when they have a white guy. With yeah, it, like, dude, that movie's awesome. How dare not, you? It's not, though. It's, it's one of those films, right, where there's about three or four really standout moments, and the rest of it's a bit, eh. Ah, whatever. The the goldfish in his shoes. Yeah, Huggy Bear. Huggy Bear with the goldfish in his shoes. Yeah. That was quite funny, yeah. The, but it, that's it. It's just like a film made up of those sort of maybe half a dozen oh, whatever. moments. whatever. Anyway, yeah, not like uh, whatever hilarious thing. Yeah, whatever. Look, no, I'm not saying it's not funny. It is funny, right? But it's not continually funny. It's Man, funny in places. But all right, who else we got? That is the highlight. That is the highlight. Moving on. I guess we also have Chini here. Hello, hey. hello. I am here, present. Excellent. And, oh, 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 what's next? And, uh, oh, oh, oh. and I'm the daddy, of course, and maybe here for some of the show. Or, or yeah. who knows? Could be who knows. I In and out, know. sounding weird. Yep. Yeah. But hey, you're here. Maybe it won't sound weird to the listeners. Maybe it will, and who knows? Maybe I'll sound weird to the li- li- I- What I'll, what I'll do is. <laughs> 
what I'll do is I, if if when I like listen back to the recording and I sound all funny, I'll just cut me out of it all and just have you two. That's all I'll do. I'll just edit. Me, I'll edit me out. Right. All right. Video games. Okay. Video. Video games. Video. Before Did we start video it? games. Before we start video games. Really. I know. Well, look, I'm still gonna do <laughs> you have to tempt the fates even more. Got to do this. Look, there was a TV show on in the UK this week uh, that actually disproved all of those theories that violent films and violent video games cause people to be violent. You know, it's important. Stuff. It's important stuff. Um, yes. Uh, but basically, the, it was Horizon, and it was it actually they, they could prove what made someone evil and what made. Oh yeah, what's that? Right, and they got this guy right. This and he was an American. I get some this American scientist. Okay, and, scientist in speech marks. And they gave He's him. Scientist. They get scientist, doctor, whatever, brain specialist, dude. You know. <laughs> anyway, they gave him. I think it was about fifty cat scans of different people. And amongst the fifty cat scans were fifteen convicted murderers. And you could figure out which one was crazy just by looking at the well, cat scans. No, they didn't. They didn't tell him. Anything. They just said, if there's anything significant that you notice when you're looking at the CAT scans, you know, just record it, you know, report it. This person has, I kill people, written oh, on his listen, brain. Listen. So anyway, he, he found he found all 15 of them, and, and they were all <gasps> very similar, but totally different to a normal CAT scan. In some well, other- that man's a psychic. We should get him on the police yeah. department. Just have him uh, go around scat scanning people at random in the world, and then be like, okay, you're a killer. Well, Come with us. No, no, no. Listen, listen. He gets better. He's getting better. So... <laughs> So the, the the people with the psycho brains, right? Psychopathic <laughs> brains. Basically, the frontal lobe was missing, like was like a big shaded area, and the temporal lobes were as well, right? And but they can, he showed them compared to a normal one, and it was remarkably different. I mean, I could have spotted there was something wrong with it. You know what I mean? It didn't take some brain doctor, anyway. Um, and then there's this other thing, right? Fucking brain doctors think they're better than us. And then this other guy. Uh, found out that certain, well, most convicted murderers or also have this thing called the warrior gene, uh, which is a genetic thing that nobody else has. Only sort of murderers and psychos have it. Uh, like so they these, sell them at a special store, like something, warrior genes something like that. on sale. Something like that. But these two things combined make somebody. It makes them so they have no empathy, no sort of emotional feelings. All you right. know what? I've heard about this, and I think there's an important part of neuroscience to criminal justice. But I also think people can just, you know, kill people because they're mad. Oh yeah, no, that ha- these these are like classic sort of psychopaths. Like psychopathic, people yeah, who psychopathic people. Uh, yeah. But there was it did, there was a famous court case in America where this dude chopped up this woman with a machete and attacked his wife as well on some trailer park. And they actually Isn't that George Washington. I don't know what it, I can't remember his name, but they got him off. He, he ended up with George Washington. He ended up with manslaughter <laughs> instead of murder because of this. Oh episode. yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, no, I actually did hear about that. Like his name's not George Washington. <laughs> no, do you that know was what? the first president thought, of the United yeah, States? Yeah, it was, but I thought maybe he was called that, so I didn't question. <laughs> no, well, did some people are named first? after that guy, but no, that's possible. I don't believe and there's he, ever a serial killer or guy who killed his wife named George Washington. He didn't. I don't think he killed his wife. He killed his wife's friend, though. I think he oh, attacked his wife oh, and chopped that's, his That's wife's different. Friend. I don't feel as mad at him. Then. And he, he basically changed right. the, the trailer. Video games. Machete. But anyway, it goes to prove that evil oh. things are because people are different. Anyway, right. Brains. On the base level. Anyway, video, video games. Well, I think I should start tonight just in case. Yes, you never know when you'll vanish. Because <laughs> I might just like, like go. Uh, but, yes. You know. What you been playing? So let's see. Right. Okay. Here we go. Are you ready for this? Okay. I'm not almost as good as Tara. Okay, yeah, well, well, not quite really. 
Not quite. Um, but I started off. I started off the week uh, with a bit of God of War. With a bit of God of War. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are you uh, killing people? God yeah. of War 3, you mean? No, no. No, no. Can't play God of War, all your cools are. It pisses me off. <laughs> with my internet at the moment, maybe I won't be able to. Uh, but basically, no, the... They, they, they said we're going to release the PSP versions of the God of War and, and up-res yeah. them and sort them out all for the PS3. True, true. Oh, yeah. uh, true so, they, so they released a demo <gasps> uh, for the Ghost of Sparta. So I downloaded I think, it. I didn't think you'd play an old game. Why didn't I see this? Oh, wait, because I never go to the PS store anymore. Maybe yeah, not. Yeah. Maybe not. Uh, I've got to say, I was really impressed. It, it, it looks like the original God of War's up You know, that's what it feels like. It feels like the PS2 game's up again. More God of War's fine, by But me. it's really good. I was like, yeah. wow. And do uh, you know what was a really brilliant sign? I got to the end of the demo and I was like, no, I want to play some more. So, good. yeah, it, it was really good. So, you know, it's going to be cheap. I might pick this up. There's two games on it again, isn't there? So it's like, you know. Mm. More God of War? Can't oh, go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, the PSP versions were really highly rated, weren't they? So, can't go wrong, can you? I don't pay attention to PSP ratings. Yeah. yeah. I'll well, take your word for it. So, I played that. I also played the Assassin's Creed Revelations beta. Or beta. However the hell you want to call it. How did you get in that? What was this? It was free to everyone. You just had to download it in a way. Oh, yeah. You're... I did read that on the news. And then I went... I can't be bothered. It's on the PS3. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, again, oh, I about that. Is it a multiplayer beta? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the multiplayer multiplayer. Is it game. different from the now? You see, one? I'd like to say yes or no, but I don't really know because <laughs> I didn't play enough of the other one. To maybe really... I should play it and do uh, some actual journalism. Yeah, you maybe should play it because <laughs> I can only go off how I, I really like. Well, describe what the game type is, Stu. It's it's the same, I think, but they've they've, but, they've sort of it's added gonna be tweaks. Isn't it? It's going to be yeah. Tweaks. They've probably added some tweaks that I don't really notice. Now you get perks. Um, there are some perks. Bullshit. Sorry, I was called Phelps. There are, Sorry, there are, there are some. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but you know what's weird, though, right? Okay, you have it's, any way to prove that. It's meant to be. <laughs> Do you know it does this it's weird? Meant to be what? Do, do you know, I don't know whether the, the original one did this, but you know when you first dropped into the game, it yeah. like in this, and I don't know where it did this in it. You you walk on that like the people until you take control. The the character you're controlling just walks around on their own. You know, like one of the uh, NCPs. Is it, is it for about five seconds? No, no, this did it for quite a while. Oh, all right, okay. quite a while. So you know, there you go. Tweak. Leave it wandering around, you know. But what's weird, right? I'm there trying to blend in and be like the NCPs and then picking me moments to get my target, right? Everybody else is running around like (laughs) idiots, stabbing people, jumping off roofs and all that, right? I'm like trying to play the game as it was intended and everybody else is just like, ah, fuck that, I'm just going to... And did you win? Now, I did a bollocks, but I well, sort of, they they know what they're doing, don't they? Yeah, well, they maybe do, but that's not you know the whole point of the <laughs> that's game. That's not how you're supposed to do it. Yeah, man. you're not supposed to do it like that. But what's quite cool, I don't know what they, it did this, but if somebody else kills your character that you're hunting or whatever, uh, you get some points for finishing them. So if you can get to them in time before they actually bleed out and die, you can still finish them off and get some points. But I don't know where it did that in the first one. Uh, I don't think so. So there's a few things, but it looked nice, but it didn't look a whole lot different, if I'm being honest. It looked, no, I'm saying, if I'm being honest, I'm trying not to say that now, not say that. There you go, all these things I can't uh, say. Ah, you got all these phrases you I know. use. Um, I know, people keep pointing them out. There you go. Ah. So, you should just learn a different language, and I then know. you won't have to, gonna have to learn new isms and phrases and stuff. But 
it, yeah, it was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. And I don't know why I didn't play more more of the old multiplayer because it's my sort of multiplayer, not too sort of, you know, run and kill, run and kill, run and kill and die every two seconds. Uh, with this, it was die every 10 seconds. So that was a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, but it, it did feel quite satisfying when you got your target and you didn't even know you were there or whatever. And, uh, you know, I think there is that element to it. So, yeah, I think I might give it a go when it comes. I might actually try a bit of the multiplayer more this time than I did last time. So... Mm. so yeah played a load of that but there are two games that I've played probably more than anything else this week if I'm I'm gonna tell you because I nearly said I'm gonna be honest then and I'm not gonna say Uh, I'm being honest I know I I am being honest honestly phrase police Uh, but the first one of which is Goldeneye on the Wii Goldeneye Uh, I'm gonna say it is the best 10 quid I have ever spent. God, that game is brilliant. I love it. I think it's just... Super- it's the first time you're playing Goldeneye? Yeah, but, you see, I have no reference point, so I don't know if it's like the original game, or if it's not like the original game, or if it's got okay. similarities, or it's not got similarities, because I have nothing to reference it to. So. Yep. I'll tell you what it's like, and you tell me if it's the same, I guess, is probably the best way to go about this, because I've no idea. Um, It's very stealth-orientated to begin with, which I wasn't expecting. Now, was the original game stealthy at all, or not? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Not, mm, I'd say about 20-30% of it was. Mm, This is probably a bit more. I would have said it's about 40-60. About 40-60. But, the difference, it, it reminds me a lot of Deus Ex because I'm spending a lot of time going through air ducts and passageways and finding alternate routes to the target and stuff, which is really quite cool. I wasn't expecting any of that at all. Um, and it looks looks really good. I, I do know, I'm, I'm not even bothered uh, that it's on a Wii because it, it, it doesn't make any difference. They've done a, such a great job. The voice acting is just really good. Uh, the mu- are you controlling this with the Wii controller? Or is well, there- now this is interesting because I started off with the Wii remote and the nunchuck thing, uh, and I was really struggling and finding it really hard work. Uh, now, as it happens, I have got an original GameCube controller, so I yeah. plug those in. So I plug. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can oh, use yeah? pretty okay. much any controller with the, with the Wii. So I plugged that in, and I've never looked back. I've much much enjoyed it, or much more enjoyed it, should I say, since I've been using the. Uh, yeah, it's been way more enjoyable using the using the GameCube controller than it was. Uh, there's a couple of double button presses, but they're not too sort of onerous. They're, they're sort of on things that you don't use very often, so that's not a, that's not a really an issue. Um, but yeah, I've, I'm quite impressed with the GameCube controller because I've never really used it on a first person shooter before, but it works fine. It yeah, well, it's it's pretty much like like a standard like kind of controller that you expect, you know. Yeah, the only the only issue I would say is is that it's got that little one of the the right hand stick is a little stubby thing. It's like you see, it's, it used to be the C buttons on the N64, and it changed into like a stick, so it's not. It's like still an analog the C, stick. It is still it's the weird. C button though. It's still got yeah. the on it, but it's a little yeah. stubby thing. Uh, but it works all right. But it's just it's not as smooth. They're a bit clicky somehow when you when you're moving them around. But it's fine. I've had no issues, and it has this uh, thing that's a little bit like um, GTA, uh, where as soon as you zoom in, it'll, the nearest sort of enemy will sort of zoom on them straight away, which makes it feels a bit cheaty in some ways, I guess. But it's quite sort of... You feel really badass, because you're sort of zooming from one sort of enemy to another, taking them all out. Um, it's still got the toileting, 
you know, where you sort of, you know, take out the dude sat on the toilet reading his paper or magazine or whatever it is. Uh, but you drop down in front of him. It's quite funny, actually. So you, you've got a first-person view of him upside down because, obviously, you're coming down from the ceiling above. So, that, so that's... Do you get to see, like, how it's going in the toilet for him? Like, is he having a, a clean poo or is it, like, kind of messy? <laughs> no, not I that want I, details, Stu. Come not on. That, not, that, that, not that I noticed. But I'll tell you what, he, you know, he didn't really have time to think because... It's because it's on a Wii. If it were high def, then you could definitely see. <laughs> but... I'm loving it. I've just loved the story. I love the way it's been put together. It's got loads of cool little things. And in this one, I believe in the original Golden Eye, you had a watch that did all your gadgetry stuff. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't massive amount. It had a magnet on it and a laser at some point, but like it wasn't a. Right. Big, in in big this, thing. it's been updated to a mobile phone, obviously. You know, Makes sense. Makes modern sense. age and smartphone and all that sort of stuff. And he does loads of different cool things, so you can remote hack like consoles and turrets and so there's like you know like uh, gun turrets in rooms and stuff protecting it where you can hack them remotely and then obviously they turn on on your enemies for you and stuff like that so there's loads of really cool stuff that you can do so it's it's really good i can't believe how good it is i was i would you know i was also like oh it might be all right but it's it's a really good game i'm really i'm loving it and i've i've got that sort of can't wait to go and play it again sort of feeling yeah, yeah, which is a while since I've. Well, it's not a while, I guess, but it's like I've won it. I've got a fin. Right, as you heard, uh, Stu's having technical difficulties, uh, so we kicked him off the show, Duke. Yay! Party! One more time. Uh. This podcast got a lo- whole lot sexier. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, oh, it's on. Oh, no, it's this on. is the deal. Oops. It's not on, listeners. All right. No. So, this is the deal, listeners. All right. Uh, like, we, we didn't prepare to host the show. So, we're just going to kind of like talk about what we're playing and then just kind of blag the whole thing. So, um, <laughs> sort of wing it. Yeah. So, we, so, Stu was talking about Goldeneye, and that might be in the show. It depends if I can be asked to edit it in. All right. Uh, it's like we all know that Wii games on the Goldeneye, like, no one plays them. Wii games are stupid. So, I'm only joking, Wii lovers. All right. <laughs> but I'm waiting for it to come on the Xbox, like on a real console or the PS3. Oh, no, you didn't. But the weird thing for Stu is that for him to lock a first person shooter is, is a bit odd. So. Yeah, it is. When yeah. was the last first-person shooter he really liked? I don't know. I don't know. Mm, I don't know. Anyway, right. He liked, um, what's the time one singularity? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah that was pretty good. Anyway, yeah. right, so we've got to talk about what we're playing, so right. do carry on. Okay, <clears throat> three games. Three games. Three games. Three games. Uh, I was really excited for some reason about the indie game uprising thing with uh there's an indie game called train frontier something right and <laughs> i don't know why i was so excited about this i think it was my dad used to be really into trains so anytime i see trains i'm like hey it reminds me of my dad yep. and i just thought it might be kind of cool to like create a little model train set and then you can view it riding around on your train so it's sort of like you map it out with this big overhead view and then you can get in the train and see what it's like being in the train in this huge world you've made so well, how, how do you have a wife <laughs> i know I, I don't you know i ask myself that same question <laughs> she's a lot lovely your wife she's she is very lovely so i don't lovely. understand what she's doing with me but anyway, anyway um 
it's not that really this game kind of sucks because the the construction method is exactly like you it doesn't change the way you look at it because you basically lay down the track and adjust the landscape in the same mode you know as you're riding around on the train so there's no difference between when you're creating it and when you're riding around in the train so it's i mean it works okay you can make a train track and put a little train on it but it's real i don't know it sort of looked like it was this huge grand epic thing mm. and it's really just a small little I'll be, honest, I'll be honest with you, dude. I've never looked at a train simulator and gone, this is a grand, epic thing. <laughs> no, it looked amazing and epic. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I just got sucked in by the, yeah, the hype. advertising or something. <laughs> the hype train. Yeah, don't hype believe train. the hype. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks train, train lovers. Right. So, I mean, whatever. If it's your thing, you check it out. It's it's not my thing. Um, And then I... I, there's a new game on the dashboard called Crimson Alliance, uh-huh. and I hadn't realized that this was the thing they were giving free to people who had bought all the indie games or the arcade games, Summer of Arcade. Uh-huh. But it said, and, and I was like, it said, you know, check it out now. And I'm like, okay, I'll check out a demo. And then it was like, the download link, it took me to said full game. And I'm like, Maybe there's some mistake they made accidentally letting the full game out to everybody. Download quick. And I'm downloading the game. I'm like, yes. And I play it. And what happens is that it's basically free to play, but then you buy the component parts of it. Gotcha. Have you played this all? Have you seen this? Or no. Do you no, look I have at it and no about, idea what it is. It's a no. mech game, right? What's a mech game? Is it a mech game? No, 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 no. This is a... Um, I don't even know anything about it. It's a uh, isometric third-person um, RPG, kind of like Torchlight, but with three players and okay. multiplayer right. stuff. So what, what in it is free, and what do you have to buy? Well, the basic game is free, but in order to, for instance, save your character at any point, you have to pay to buy like a savable character. And then you have to pay for... like To, to save oh, the game? Different, the- yes, to save the game. So it's it's free to play it as much as you want and never save it. Yeah. So if you wanted to play the whole thing in one sitting, I think, yeah, then you could do it. But you can't like certain upgrades. I think you have to pay for. And I mean, oh. the sense I get is that it's a very split apart game, and you buy only the things you really want, mm. which I guess makes sense from an economic point of view because then maybe you'll pay only. I don't know, maybe 600 points throughout the course of the game, whereas you would normally have to pay 800. But it also seems like kind of a hassle where every time you get to some different part of the game, you're like, okay, I'm going to pay for this now and pay for that yeah. now. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's. I, I, was, I think I was mostly just disappointed by the fact that I didn't get a free game like I thought I was getting a free full game. I was like, oh, I'm exploiting some part of the system. No. You, um, thought, you thought you were sticking it to the man. I did think I was sticking into the man, but then I was like, you know what? There's I got like six different RPGs going now. Anyway, I'm not about to start another one, but I am about to start another one because GameFly sent me one. So next week I'll probably have something to say about that. But in the meantime, I have been playing the greatest game ever that, created. Greg that, DeLacy, you can suck my butt because you're wrong, and I want you to admit that you're wrong. Driver San Francisco <laughs> is freaking awesome. <laughs> Oh my god, I can't even tell you, man. See, here's the thing. Stu would have been like, oh, come on, what are you talking about? It's not that great. But I know that you recognize that this game is fun. 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 I don't want to make it sound like it's a good story, because the more I get into the story, the stupider it becomes. Yeah. It's like so <laughs> dumb. 
So you're in a coma. Uh, forget. <laughs> and then there's this mass murderer who had a little acid thing in his mouth and he spits it on his handcuffs and it, they go off and then he kills somebody and then he's driving a truck. Yeah, this is this is the game. This is really I'm describing the actual plot of the game. And somehow through your coma, you're solving the mystery of this escaped psychopath. So, hold on. This and man ever, had... the only way you solve anything is by driving really fast. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, so so the guy had acid in his mouth. Right. Right. Which could melt metal. But right. not, not the inside but of not the mouth. container that had the acid in it. And apparently he didn't get any on his lips or his face, which is lucky because that would probably kill you or certainly hurt a lot. But no, he just went, he opened his mouth and there was this little thing in his mouth and he went, and, and it got on his handcuffs and then they were gone. And then he was killing people and taking over the armored truck and then smashing the armored truck into this the cop Jer- cars. That Jericho, were isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. That's yeah. his name. It's the same bad guy in all of. Yeah, I guess you read the book that the game is based on. <laughs> no, I actually, I actually read the novella. That it was <laughs> there based. you go. Uh, so, okay, it's it, it. Why is it fun? Let's... Oh my god! Okay, here's the thing. Um, there was a video game a long time ago called Chase HQ. Did you ever play it? No. Okay. The the, per- the the point of this game was that you there were bad guys on the streets and you were a cop and you had to get the bad guys to get off the streets by crashing into them repeatedly until their car was disabled and you could get them off the street. Right. That me- that mechanic made it so much fun because I mean, wh- what's the most awesome thing to do? Crash into other cars, right? That's Burn why, out. That's yeah. Carmageddon. Carmageddon too. Yeah, I exactly. Yeah. So that basic uh, mechanic is everywhere in Driver. Like a third of the missions have that as your, you know, you got to nail this sucker. But then there's also these ways of like doing a little boost to your car and crashing into people is so rewarding. And it, it took me like six or seven of these missions to realize the full potential. I may not even have the full potential understood, but if you're chasing somebody and you ram them, you might take down maybe 10% of their health, right? Okay. Then I realized. You can change into someone coming the other way down the street. So you change into someone coming the other way down the street, and then you just barrel into them. Bam! Head-on collision for better justice. It's the most rewarding because you smash into them, and it goes into slow motion, and the person's flying all over the screen, and you're like, yeah, take that. That's what happens when you go up against the law. And they have – okay, so there's there's actual game missions that are like You just said that's what happens when you go against the law. A man – Falls into a coma and possesses other cars. That's what happens. So, when you, exactly. That's exactly you, what happens. That's how the, the law is maintained. You in fought my the law sense. and then Inception happened. That's, <laughs> exactly. That's how um, but the thing is that, okay, so there's the actual game missions. And then there are sort of sub-missions, which are these little blue triangles. And then there are dares, which are even smaller blue triangles. So there's all these different levels of things. And there's a whole lot of these spread out all over the map. And you know me. That's the way I tend to prefer this sort of thing in open-world games, especially. Like, lots of different ways to do different things. And there are little dares that are like, yep. stay airborne for 20 seconds or whatever it is. And they're just everywhere. So there's all these different ways to learn the mechanics of the game. And then and you're in there, and the dialogue is ridiculous. Um, the 
there there were a couple of scenes which were um like you had said with the bond game the james bond game where you're watching it happen and you're like why am i not doing this you know yeah. there was a car chase at one point i'm like i should be driving this car chase but whatever because it they keep the cut scenes short thankfully because they are stupid so you're just like come on let's get back to the driving around yeah. but it's so much fun like for instance I was this old lady at one point, and then it, the, the, she was like, eh, I don't know what I'm doing. And then I switched. I think I sort of did it by accident. I switched into this truck that was going the other way, and then I ran into the woman that I just was. So I was just like, take that woman. I know exactly who you are flying through the air there. I've been in your mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. Um, you know, on, I don't know if you saw the Futurama where Fry goes into the car dealership, and the guy's trying to sell him this car. Thunder Cougar Factory. Thunder Cougar fucking bird. Uh, no. That came up in my mind because, okay, in most racing games, if there's a really cool car and you, you know it's really fast or whatever, you have to save up for it. You have to collect points or, you know, gain money somehow. But in this game, you see it, you want it, bam, shift into it, it's yours. Yeah. Now, it's not yours, obviously, to keep. You can't save that car, but it's so awesome to just suddenly be just, you know, you don't have to you don't have to bother getting out of the car to carjack the person. You can just switch right into it, and it's yours, and you're down the street. Um, and, you know, you have a super awesome sports car, and you're in San Francisco, a city with these enormous hills and these curvy, windy streets, so it's the perfect environment. The music fits perfectly. you got Aretha Franklin and all these funk soul classics um there's all these you got aretha, aretha franklin in this game really yeah she huh? not her but you know her music no, no. Is. <laughs> yeah that would be great <laughs> yeah come on honey let's go get this guy he owes me some r-e-s-c-c-p-t <laughs> motherfucker you know how to spell it um yeah there were a couple of glitches i had one time i was supposed to be getting this criminal to smash up against the side of the road and i somehow smashed him underneath the wheels of a semi so he was sort of trapped in the area you know, in front of the wheels. Right. And it said that the guy was getting away. And I'm like, what do you mean he's getting away? He's right next to me under this truck. <laughs> yeah. But then it was like, you're going to lose him in five seconds, four seconds, three, two, one. And then they just, they vanished. And I was like, oh, great. What the heck? Mm. Um, so that was annoying. But whatever. I mean, it's just, uh, I just, yeah. It's I just, just, I'm, I'm having so much fun. Like, in most games, I'll hit the wall. Like, I'll reach a point where... It, you know, the, the law of diminishing returns means that I'm just not looking forward to it as much, but not with this. Like, I'm every time I sit down to play it, I'm almost exactly as excited as the last time, and it's just so much fun. It's crazy. It's over the top. And you'll like this. At one point, I found myself just sort of looking around for fast cars, and I noticed that there was a DeLorean going by, and I'm like, oh. <gasps> Switching wow. into the DeLorean, and I start driving. I'm like, I'm in a DeLorean, and I didn't even realize it, but at one point, it goes, bink. You've reached 88 miles an hour. Here's a special mission for you to go on. Wow. Now, it's not an actual Back to the Future mission. Wow. But I will say that if anybody ever played the first Driver game, you will recognize this mission that you do there uh, with ah. the special. It's called, I think it's called like Blast from the Past or something. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I thought you'd appreciate the 88 in the DeLoreans. Oh, wow. That's yeah. uh, so. Well, I'm just, I am loving it. I, I, I like the idea of just solving a crime while driving fast. Like, yeah, exactly. I think CSI should uh, adopt that. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Forget the special effects, forget how the bullet hit the bones in the body. 
Let's just drive really fast and help that. <laughs> and they always it. couch it in terms of like, that guy's going to go kill someone if we don't do you know something about it. So, again, the answer is some head-on collisions will solve that problem. We'll <laughs> save lots of lives yeah. by driving into somebody else at full <laughs> yeah. speed. And especially if you get in like a, a tractor truck, you know, like a, sem- a big lorry or, or like a bus, mm. then when you plow into somebody, you don't even feel it. Like when you crash into somebody when you're driving a car and they're driving a car, okay, you both crash and you stop. And okay, but when you're in a bus, you just plow right through them, and you don't even just get out of the way, dude. So, so, I, so you really. say you, you save lives by crashing into criminals, but you have to sacrifice a life to do that. <laughs> exactly. Brilliant. So yeah, yeah. and and that thing you were talking about before, where like your partner suddenly says when you come back into the car, he's like, "Oh, you decided to start talking again." That's still really weird and stupid because it's completely unclear. Like what happens? I just uh, I just can't imagine what Tanner's doing when he's yeah. possessed. Like he's just dribbling on himself. Like I guess so. Blah, 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 driving yeah. into like revving into like a lamppost or something. Yeah, and and I think there was something in the demo where it was sort of like when you enter a person, they're aware that you're there. But I I think they may have either taken that out or something because it it doesn't that hasn't happened yet, and I've been playing it for like ten hours, so I think they maybe realized that was especially stupid and they left it out, or maybe they'll come in later. They're aware that you're there. Yeah, I don't know. Weird, weird. But like I said, I'm loving it. I, I I seriously, you know, in terms of like the fun of the gameplay, yeah. it's like up there with Portal Two, man. I'm I'm seriously wow. loving. Wow, that, that is. So, I'm not know, saying the story's anywhere nearly as good, no, but no, but you know the kind of backlash people will. I know. I'm you, ready you know for I mean? it. Yeah, they need to play this before they start judging. Exactly. It. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I play. I enjoyed it, but I didn't think like like this of it. I just thought oh, it's fun, you know. <laughs> but I haven't played the full game, so I don't know. Well, and then I think the mechanic too is like right up my alley. Like this is the kind of fun I was hoping to have in Burnout Paradise, and I didn't right. really have it. So I think this is like it's catering to my desire to just move quickly between things and do a bunch of really fast, simple, you know, dumb uh, adventures, dares, whatever it is, you know, and then just move on to the next one and not yeah, get bogged down and stuff. So, yeah, that's me. Right in. Uh, well, I've been playing, related to cars, I might as well go on to Wheelman. Yes. I've been playing uh, Wheelman. You on the overseas connection. I did, yeah. So, uh, I'm nearly at the end of it, and... So, this is the Vin Diesel game for those it, who don't know. It's it's made by Triton Games, which is basically Vin Diesel's game company. And it's him. He's just sitting there on the yeah, computer. He's just saying, maybe in every game you make. <laughs> uh, so, it's, so basically, you're Vin Diesel and you're driving shit around um, Barcelona, right? Yeah. And the big mechanic in this is, if you drive behind a car, you hold press and hold B, you can jack that car, you can jump out of your car and then drive into that car. Very similar to driver, in fact. It does you know? sound similar. But, but, like, you can't, it's a little bit tricky because you have to be right behind them and stuff. Mm. I think, Duke, this is another game that you're going to enjoy, right? Yeah. Um, I'm looking at my notes now, right, and I haven't written down, like, a ton of bad things about it, right? Like... There, there are many bad things about it. The dialogue's awful. Like, <laughs> but there's, not, there's so many, not so bad that you'll write them down. There's a theme, isn't there, with these guys? Like, the, the dialogue's awful. The story's awful. Apparently, this was going to be a film, and the game was a prequel to the film. But uh-huh. you know what? Like, but like the, the film never got made because it's dumb. <laughs> yeah, screw it. We're not bother <laughs> Because movie producers have the sense. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, it, you know, so the, the whole jack-in-the-cars and everything, that's great. There is a problem. There is, there is some kind of, like, on-foot combat, right? Uh-huh. 
Which is yeah. Cool. Anytime you let the person get out of the game, that's what killed Driver Three. Yeah, that was an yeah. okay game, but then man, once hey, you Driver One, out, Driver One, Driver Two is so much fun. All right, and yeah. then Three, they go. And that's the other the thing about Driver San Francisco. They went right back to that. You, he never gets out of the car, even in the cutscenes. Like, I'm not getting out of the car. <laughs> Fuck this! I got a car. Yeah. But I mean, in Driver Two, you you could get out, but you was just a 2D sprite. You wasn't yeah. even like a 3D thing, and you couldn't do anything. You couldn't do yeah, anything. Um. So anyway, okay, so this one you have to get out sometimes. So you have to get out sometimes. You have to shoot some stuff. The cover, there's no cover mechanic. You just duck right yeah. behind like objects that are, um, fortunately, the same height as when you duck. So that's that's useful. Hey, how about that? How about that? Um, the the on foot combat is dreadful, but yeah. the get the on the the, the in game the, the in the car stuff is amazing. Some of it, some of the missions you do right. Some of them are te- there's a lot of side missions right. And the side missions are very repetitive, right? Yeah. But the, but the the story missions, they are really good. And there's yeah. there's there's one story mission where you're in a tunnel and you're chasing a you're chasing a train and you're you're on a bike and then the bike goes that starts mugging and you have to jump and jack another car and then there's a train coming the other way so you have to dodge it and you you get to the front of the train and then you got to flip. Oh, another mechanic of the game is if you press up on the D-pad. It zooms into kind of like a third-person mode when Vin Diesel's in the car, and you can target the cars and shoot them. And if you shoot them like three or four times, they blow up, right? Or if you press down on the D-pad, it does 180, right? Everything goes in slow motion again, and you can take out the cars. Obviously, a bigger car takes more bullets, whatever. Um, And you can also shoot out your car by pressing LB when you're just driving normal. So... The, the car combat and the, there's a melee. There's, the car has a melee. So if you press the right on the thumbstick, right on the right thumbstick or left on the left thumbstick, right, it just shifts over and it just smacks them. You know, on burnout yes. when you take someone out, like it, oh, it yeah. will just like <sighs> mash them over. And if you're awesome. in a if you're in a truck, right, doing that, like not a van, I mean an eighteen wheeler truck, <laughs> yeah. right. You are absolutely knocking the shit out of everything. <laughs> awesome. So, and they're indestructible. Another good thing about the the game is that the vehicles in the game are basically indestructible. I mean, they do eventually blow up, but it takes so long, right? Mm-hmm. And it does give you like a good ten minute warning of you should get the fuck out of this car <laughs> because it it just sends loads of smoke in oh, yeah. into the camera and you can't barely see anything. So you, you don't get you, caught off guard with that. So you're swapping, you, you're swapping your car more because you can't see rather than because right. it doesn't work. Um, and I don't know what it is about having a car that smokes or that's on fire slightly, but I usually <laughs> want to get out of it. And, it and, and if it is on fire... Oh, you're one of those wimps. <laughs> yeah, you're one of those soft lads. But if it is yeah. on fire, it doesn't explode until you jump out of it. And then when, when you jump out of it, it does this like slow motion cinematic... <laughs> so, it, you know, it's so silly, all right? And th- so that level in the tunnel is, is brilliant. And uh, there's another one where, like, you you're the, in this 18 wheeler truck, and there's this other truck, right? That's trying to fuck you up. So you, it's a truck war, right? Yes. And you're having this. It, what, what's brilliant about it, it's like two Godzillas fighting, <laughs> right? Because Clash of the Titans, man. This is like a mech, but on wheels. It's ev- everything else in the road. Just it doesn't matter. Like you're killing. Millions of people, right? It's just like absolutely taking them out, right? And like it's it's fine to kill cops in this game, like <laughs> well, yeah, you know, just just I mean, because you see them, like when you take out cops, you see them, like the when you take out a car, like it flips in this slow motion, and the 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 person in the car, 
doesn't stay in it. They ragdoll out of the car. You know what I mean? Like they just like fling out, and it's like absolutely awkward. Just blah, right? And then they just get up. You know what I mean? Oh, right, yeah. back on the job. Um, <laughs> so, you know, there's just brilliant moments like that. Unfortunately, it does let down. It let it let itself down by the 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 on foot combat. Another one yeah. thing that I'll say about that's funny. The only bad thing of it really is the story and the dialogue. But a funny thing, you know, the other. The other week you was talking about in L.A. Noir when you do those trail emissions. We've all done them. When you do a mission where you have to follow somebody in a car, right? And, and you suddenly stop 20 and you, feet you, back. You, you stop in the middle of the road and that person in the car is probably thinking, well, that guy's <laughs> obviously following me, right? Yeah. Well, this, this game is even more ridiculous because not only are you trying to keep a safe distance, but you're jacking different cars, right? <laughs> so it's, the game says, jumps jump to different cars to make them less suspicious, right? But if there was a person behind me jumping out of a car into another car and then following me, I would be a little Especially bit... Especially if you were like, you know, is this person a crime boss or something? <laughs> yeah. like, hey, I think that might be related to me. I'd be like, hey, I'd better watch my back in this yeah, situation. Exactly. So that, I think Will Man is fun, right? I'd, 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 you probably won't like it as much as Driver because Driver's on this pedestal now, but I think if you if you kind of like if you're listening to this and you're thinking oh, I do kind of like these guilty pleasures and yeah I mean, it, it's, it's silly fun it's, driving game it's very silly I mean don't get me wrong I'll, there's a ton of side missions that I haven't done and I've, yeah. well I've done the, I've done some of them because you get like achievements for doing five of them and there's different mm-hmm. coins and I'm, so I've I've been doing a, a few now and again to get those achievements but I'm not. I'm not making it tedious for myself, which it would be if you did yeah. all those side missions. Right, the, right. the main story missions are, are very fun. Um, there are moments where I get frustrated. There are moments where I die quite a bit. Um, and there are moments where you think, there's just people constantly shooting at me right, in the, on the bikes. And the, they come forever. You, you can't, if, you, if there's five people chasing you, two on bikes, three in cars, you kill them. And that doesn't mean there's four. That means there's another one just coming again. And you just have to get to wherever you've got to go very quickly. Yeah. Um, a bit of, a bit annoying, but what are you gonna do? But it's fun. So I've also been playing the Call of Wires, the Cartel. Oh, right? I understand. This is like Game of the Year contender. This is not Game of the Year contender, <laughs> but right. So I've got a lot of uh, good things, bad things, and funny things to say. So what do you want first? Uh, give me the bad things. So the bad things is right. Let's let's go through these things because I have to write things <laughs> down, Duke. So I forget. Oh yeah. Right, so the co-op, how to join the co-op is not clear. Uh-huh. Not clear at all. Like, I put this disc in the same time as Marsh, and we wanted to play it together straight away, right? Right. Um, and it wasn't clear. There was just, like, new game, multiplayer. And we was like, mm. oh, what's going on? So what you have to do... You think they would have solved this by now, like, in every game? Do. Like, when, like it first, when this stuff first came out, I was like, okay, they're working out the kinks. Nobody yeah, really knows how yeah, to do it. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. It does feel like a game that's not play-tested, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so anyway, what we what we end up doing, like I, I kind of suspected that this would be the case. You start the game and there's there's like an interlude, right? Like, not an interlude, sorry, like a, a prologue, right? So there's a prologue and it, it kind of like that you're in this shootout hanging out of a car and it says like three days earlier or something like that. And then that's when you have like a, an in-game lobby, like how uh, I'm trying to think of another game as an in-game lobby. Like GTA, I suppose. Like you're you're in the game, but you're just right. waiting for it to start, yeah. and it's a very closed area in Call of Wars, mm-hmm. the cartel. So, yeah, brilliant. Uh, and, and then that's when it's very easy to 
to know that somebody's got to join. You know, like, like I can invite people here. But when you start the game, it's difficult to find out. I didn't like that at all. Yeah. Uh, the cutscenes are rough as fuck. There's one at the start where they're in this office and they've got this projector going. And I think, you know, that kind of mist that you get in a projector between the screen and the projector? They tried to do that, but it looked like massive pieces of snow. You know what I mean? It looked, looked like a snowball in front of them. <laughs> right? And I was like, what? There's a blizzard. Again, that. that doesn't seem like a huge, complicated thing. No. It, it, it's, oh. it really is like just weird um, like things that they, they must have saw, but they just didn't have time to to fix because these made Dead Island, and I think they was concentrating on Dead Island. Yeah. Right. There's a massive skip cutscene um, text and l- button prompt on every cutscene, which is so yeah. annoying. It should be small. Yeah. It should be in the corner. People are not blind. Um, yeah, and it, in the same cutscene, right? There's three characters, right? And like, there's one that's basically Halle Berry. There's another one that's Hey Chico, Hey, like, <laughs> and there's another one that's like I'm a I'm a bad guy with long hair and I kind of look like a cowboy, but I'm not a cowboy, right? <laughs> and his name's Ben. Nice, right? You know, like my, all right, I don't think it's the name. Anybody's called Ben, my, but one of my best mates is called Ben. But really, yeah. a badass cowboy called Ben. <laughs> you know, <laughs> really. You know, it's just a bit weird. So, yeah. and this guy, there's there's two people in the office, like the Halle Berry and the Hey Chico, right? <laughs> hey, Eddie, his name is, right? And they're talking to this like CIA woman, and this Ben guy was in the background all along, and he was like David Blaine, he just popped out of nowhere, right? And he was like, <laughs> Yeah, I know. And the, the, oh, they were shocked he was in there. It's like they must yeah. have saw him walk in. Come on, he's not that healthy. <laughs> he's uh, very covert. Yes, he's just been there a long time. Uh, why to reload? What the fuck? <laughs> why to reload? That's pretty ridiculous. Why to reload? I thought at first you were like, why reload? Like, what's the point no, of that? You have to press <laughs> why do I have infinite ammo in my gun? <laughs> you have to press why to reload, which is, yeah, come on. What the and fu- you can't change it. No, it's either RB or X. We know these rules, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I, like, I don't know what it is with first-person shooters, but they need to just like... Um, change the Call of Duty controls. Brilliant. Yeah, Thank really. you. Or at least, I mean, again, let us customize it. Let me choose which button I want to do for that thing. I also played Body Count today, right? Oh, on purpose? Yeah. <laughs> no, I accidentally switched it on. Um, <laughs> the, uh, like, I totally relate to everybody. Everybody's been saying, like, when you first, like, hold the left trigger and then try and move, it's yeah. so odd and it's, it's just stupid and really annoying. hard to get. To. And, and, and to be honest, if they did fix that, it would still be very standard. A very, yeah. very... Yeah. I and mean, you know what? But that was okay. Like, I've never had a problem with your standard no. uh, first-person shooter. So I was like, all right, this will be a standard shooter. I'm not expecting anything amazing. But but no, it didn't even reach that. No, and the graphics are like really basic. and I don't know. Yeah. It just looked like a game from three years ago. Um, yeah. Anyway, back to the cartel. Uh, more bad things, more bad things, more bad, <laughs> more bad things. One mission ended because I walked too far. What? Right, like I, I was too far ahead of the mission. <laughs> anyway, no, you know, you're not supposed to see that, like a Christmas present. Like, ah, oh, no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> some of the, sometimes the mission is quite confusing as well because because there's three people, right? Um, and this goes on to one of the good things I like about it. Sometimes it gives you three different tasks. But it doesn't really elegantly tell you that. You have to work it out, which is a bit yeah. annoying. Um, and there are missing sounds. There are some times where the sound just absolutely stops, or the music stops, mm-hmm. right? which is annoying. Pretty so, um, 
all right, so we got the good things. The good things is, all right, there, 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 there's, there's in-game challenges. So what will happen is, I get a phone call, and just, you know, like we all have a phone call in the game, and you, you have to stop and walk for a while. But sometimes, right, we notice this. I, I'm the only person that would get a phone call, right? Okay. And I get a phone call from like somebody that I know. Uh, I know, and she's like, "Oh, right. can, and it's this like, woman that's in a cutscene very early on, and like she's kind of like a bad, you know, I think she's a prostitute or something, and I'm trying to help her, right?" Mm. And, like, she says, oh, can you get me this thing? It's really valuable, and I can sell it and then feed my baby, right? Yeah. And you're like, all right, if I can, I can. Right. And if you, so, basically, every person, three people in the game who are playing co-op have, like, secret missions that they have to do, right? Right, right. And if they're caught doing it, then they fail. If they do do it without anybody seeing them, right, they um, get more XP, and the more XP you get, the more level up, the more you level up, the more weapons you unlock. Right. right. So that was really cool. I liked that. I really liked that. Um yeah. because each in the story, each each character doesn't really trust each other, right? And yeah. that kind of progresses a little bit more as it goes on. And so I was like, "Oh, that's really cool because, you yeah. know, if you're playing with some people that you semi know, right? It's like, oh, "What are you doing?" you know? Because there's yeah, yeah. there an is, interesting dynamic. There is an achievement for spotting people doing secret missions 10 times, right? Yeah. So if there is like an incentive to try and watch you to keep you pe- eyes peeled for what your partner's doing. And stuff. But like, I mean, there is the there is the backlash where I was playing with Marsh and we talked about it, right? We, yeah. we were very open about our relationship, right? right? And we, hey, I'm doing a secret mission. Now. Yeah, that's what we did. I was like, <laughs> not exactly secret anymore. It, it, he had to like like there was somebody like chained up in and he was being tortured. Right, and it's like I've got to let this guy go. Just, just, just turn your back. And to be honest, if turn me your and, back. if me and Marsh, Marsh were coppers, don't look. I can't release prisoners if you're looking. If if me and Marsh were coppers, right, that's probably what we'd do. You know what I mean? Just, <laughs> just turn your back on this one. Oh, I got this one. Yeah. Um, but I'm about really, to accept a bribe. Don't watch. That, that's really cool, though. Like I really like that idea where like you don't trust your co-op partners, and I think Canon yeah. destroyed yeah. it. Didn't, but like that was online. So. Very cool. There's a quick time event that involved three people as well. So we're beating up mm. this guy in the middle of the motorway, the highway, right? Surely some people would pull over and say, "Hey, what are you beating that guy for?" But anyway, yeah. but like, <laughs> so you're in, you're standing in a triangle and you punch him, and then it goes to the the character on your left, and he has to press a quick time event, and then it goes to the character. You know what I mean? So we're all beating somebody up in yeah. unison, which I thought was quite fun <laughs> in, nice. in, a, in a weird, sick way. Um, right. Yeah. And, like, walking around the strip club, like, there's a strip club in the game, there's lots of tits in the game, um, but it was fun, because I was with my mate Marsh, and he was pretending that he worked behind the bar, you know, so that was fun. Um, uh, some of the funny stuff now, uh, you get to walk in the strip club, and they're very suspicious of you, right, and they're like, oh, these guys are not cops, are they, or whatever, because, you know, we do dodgy things in the strip club, we have our fucking badges on. <laughs> We have our badges on, and we have guns <laughs> sticking out of our clothes. Right? Hey, these guys look shifty, man. I don't think we should let them in. Nah, they're cool. They're with me. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Another funny thing is, like, you can have the, the co-op game public, right? So uh, people can join if they want. We played right. for, like, four hours, and no one joined right. that game. <laughs> no one. It's a popular game. So, yeah, not a very popular game. Um. Uh. Another funny thing is, uh, there's there's a dead body on the floor, right? and everybody's there's a, there's a moment it's like, oh shit, he's dead. No, actually, no, I think it was just a random dead body or something, right? And Marsh went, 
he's blinking. <laughs> right, and I went, no way. Right, so we went up to the body. He was blinking. What? And I was like, this man is not dead. All right. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, that was just like, <laughs> and I, I checked all the other dead bodies and they weren't blinking. It was just this guy. <laughs> no one was helping. He's just pretending to be dead. He took 50 bullets and he's fine. <laughs> it's, it's a miracle. We should save him. You're back. acting weird. We should... He runs off. <laughs> yeah, you're acting weird. I shut you. You didn't have that. So. Surely we should like take his DNA and work out how he. Yeah, how he exactly. It could be useful to future video game heroes. Yes. So I mean, you know, that's we we have the we have the money. We can rebuild him. So there's another thing exactly. where we there's this guy called Jesus, right? And we're uh, chasing Jesus, um, and like it's like, hey, go get him, and you run in and you run in, and then you run in, and then hold on, now we've caught up with him. Now like we're in front of him now. <laughs> right, Marshall. Stop back there. He's here. Like I'm in front of him. Like I'm, I'm turning around now. I'm walking backwards. I'm in front of him. All right. It's like get him, get him. No, no, we've got him. Like he's fine. Like, we, <laughs> like he's not going anywhere. And then like we had to, he had to run to a train that like came across or something. And then then he stops. And then oh, I'll give up or whatever. So we actually <laughs> chase the guy. Mumbles. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You got to go. There is a lot. That's, that's all the funny things I got to say. But there, there is a lot of driving in this game as well. Right. And I hey. really, I really like this. I mean, it's first-person driving, so it's not that. I mean, it's it, actually for a first-person driving game, it does. Or I never drive from the cockpit or anything. Like I don't yeah. do that. But it does. It, it feels good, you know. And like, yeah. if you if you're a passenger, all you have to do is press like left on the left stick, and you stick your body out and you shoot, and that's yeah. cool. And you can press B, and you can like hide behind the dashboard if you. Losing health and stuff, really good, like like car mechanics. You know, the, the weird thing is like Marsh was driving and I was shooting, and then we died, and then I was driving because I was hosting the thing. So whoever's player one, it kind of automatically yeah. assumes you're driving. But it, really good car chases, really impressed with them. It's a shame. This game is 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 a shame because it has a lot of potential, but they were making Dead Island, and Dead Island had so much press when that trailer came out. Yeah, I think the Call of Warriors suffered because. Mm-hmm. It, I Never mean, mind that. Work on this. The thing is, all these good things I've said about it is it's it's only fun because I played it with my friend. If yeah. this game was on, it would be so tedious if I played this on my right, own. Right, right. It has a lot of good ideas. You know, missions for individual people and co-op partners. Marshy's sniping at one point and he shoots somebody, and I don't know why he shot them because he was supposed to shoot mm-hmm. the other person, but he got a phone call saying he should have shot the. <laughs> you know, really cool ideas, but the way it feels. This is the most important thing. The way it doesn't feel very polished. It feels very. Yeah. Right, so I'm, by all these good things I'm saying about the game, uh, yeah. is is it, it it is a pretty bad game the yeah. way it's put together. I had right. fun, I still have fun with it, right? And I think right. dude, if you play co-op with it, with me or you would probably have fun with it. Yeah. I don't recommend people buy it at all. Mm. I think it's a very rough game. I think they should learn their lesson and do this right. Kind of game right. So it's a shame, yeah. but it's it it had a lot of potential. It had a lot of potential. Yeah. So. I think we're done with what we've been playing. Oof. Well, have we been playing? That was it. It's, it's so weird not having Stu. It here. is weird. I mean, as it's, much it's... as as much as we like slag him off, uh, we we do miss him because you know yeah. he, he he just uh, kind of brings the, the he's the glue that holds glue. these gears together, as Homer yeah. Simpson would say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, yeah, we got we got an indie pick. That's what I suppose we got. We do that. have an indie pick. And I was ready to hear him slag it off because I know he didn't like this. Really? But, yeah. 
Okay, so you might as well play Vlado. Which is weird because he usually loves the indie pick, especially if he picks him. Uh, but he didn't pick it. I actually picked it. So. Ah. Let's hear what Vlado has I, to say. I, I didn't know that at all. So, right. Well, you, now you know. You pick it. All right, here comes Vlado. <sighs> Good evening and welcome, friends. Vlados here with an all-new indie game review for you to deal with. This week we continue examining the indie games uprising with TC3001, a run racing game from Phoenix Game Studio. This is a high-speed classic arcade racer in the vein of Wipeout and Outrun. Set in a futuristic world that crosses Tron with The Matrix, you are a humanoid running person who must zip across a series of platforms underground obstacles, collecting batteries for power and ground strips for speed. It's hectic and precise, and there's no room for error. Fortunately there are checkpoints along the way, and falling off the edge only makes you feel silly, so you won't get mad even though it's your tenth time screwing up on that level. You learn the pattern and feel really good when you finally make it. The three members of Phoenix Game Studio are computer science students, and it shows. This game reeks with a cyberpunk aesthetic, and the gameplay simply screams 1986. Still, it's fun and the graphics are sweet as all hell. Vladus, please stop whining about minor aesthetic details. Shut up, lady. TC3001 is 240 points on Xbox Live Indie Games. Play it now. Vladus out. Alright. So there you go. Yeah, we, a, a, a little appearance by, um... <laughs> The aesthetic that detail. Other woman. Yes, yeah, exactly. we don't have a name for her. We don't. She's so, the lady. I didn't know that you picked this because I was going to give Stu some praise for this week. Yeah. Because I really like this game. Isn't it great? I I don't know why students like it. Maybe because he sucks at games and he's old. But it's but yeah, well, you know. I, I it's really weird. Like, it's you know, it's kind of weird. I thought he would like weird. Yeah, I mean, it reminds me of a little bit of Res because of the aesthetic, you know, yeah. like the kind of like cyberpunk, everything's black and oh, with sure. lines and Tron, and yeah, like yeah. The, the animation of the You're in a computer. Yeah, the, the animation of the robot is a little bit like the same, you know, it's very floaty, yeah. but sure. works. It works yeah, so it well, works and it's it's fun. Like it's. Have you played Wipeout? Uh yeah 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 I'll play Wipeout games. It reminded me a lot of that because like you're zipping along the zip lines to get faster and then dodge obstacles, slide underneath them, jump above. Definitely, definitely. I, I, I don't. I, I just thought you would like this because I mean, it, it is. I mean, I might be remembering hard. wrong. Maybe I just remember that I didn't care for Doom and Destiny, and he was really into it. And maybe I thought, oh, it's the opposite for the other game or something. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I think I, I heard him say he didn't care for this one. Maybe, yeah. But like, so basically, you're running down in a straight line, and you got to dodge yeah. obstacles. That's it. Um, yeah. But like, I mean. You you can go on little ramps that make you faster, but you collect this one thing and it makes you go absolutely rapid. Yeah. Right? And you're like, whoa! And you, <laughs> I I love it. And it's about learning the the platform, you know, the races. You know, it's about learning yeah. the worlds that you're on and yeah. uh, doing it twenty times. There's but different it's, tracks it's as well. There's, just, there's yeah, different yeah. tracks going on. You can change the skin and things so it looks, you know, silver and red, silver and green. Yeah, yeah. I I, yeah. I really enjoy this in the game. I recommend people buy. Um, T is it TEC? Is it TEC three thousand and one? Try it, try it. Yeah, try it. Definitely, definitely try it. It's worth a try. I mean, the crazy thing is, when I looked at the screenshots for all the indie games, this one appealed to me the least. I was like, this looks kind of weird. I don't think I'll be into it. But this has been my favorite of all of them so far. So. Yeah, it's very good. I enjoyed it. Go figure. 
Go figure. Who would have thought? Stu's not here, and I actually like one of the indie uh, games. Yeah. Fantastic. Man, you picked the wrong week to have crazy internet problems. Yep, 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 yep. So, um, yeah, we got we 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 got to talk about a topic, I guess. Dude, yeah. That's that's what usually happens in these he, situations. Stu just springs a topic on us, and we respond to it. Yeah. Um. So we we got a topic that's brought to us by a friend of ours, pretty much, uh, on his site. Jake Brapp has got his own site. Um, I don't know how you say it, though. Toluca Lake. Toluca Lake. Toluca Lake is a lake in a game, I'm uh, guessing. I think there's an actual Toluca Lake somewhere, but uh, it could he doesn't explain why it's called that, I don't think. But maybe it's on the site and we just haven't found it. Anyway. Yeah. We we, we have like a, like a, a, a member on the site, Jake Brapp. He's got a site called Toluca Lake. Beach party, but it's he's working on the domain, I think. So don't worry, we'll put it in the show notes and make sure that he gets all the shout outs and stuff. That's right. So on this uh, on this website, we have an article called Unsung Heroes. Yes, and it's all about. There's, the it's a series of like eight articles, I think. Mm. There are some spoilers in this. Yeah, there are some oh, wait. spoilers. Let's play the warning. Warning! 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 As far as I can see, there's spoilers for uh, Red Dead Redemption. There's spoilers for Oblivion and GTA San Andreas and something else. Oh, yeah, uh, Fallout. So, you know, be, just be out. Maybe Alan Wake, not so much. But if you played, if you're not playing any of those games, I'll be, you know, worried. So, one of the first uh, Unsung Heroes, I don't know, right? Straight out of Rockstar's Epic Western, The Cannibals. Are you aware of this one? I don't think so. So I'll read it. The cannibals are encountered during the side mission America's, uh, what was that? Avatar. American Avatar. Oh, no, no, I know what this is. Yeah, because isn't there, I think there's a series of these early on in the game where people just sort of vanish and you're supposed to sort of find out where they've gone and then you end up at some place. Oh, in the yeah. Of the you remember that? Yeah. And then like, it just goes away. Like you find the spot, but then it's like, I don't really know what happened here. And then that's it for like an hour. And then you come that back. really early. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. yeah, one of the unsung heroes are the cannibals. Like, yeah, that's right. There's like, there's a bunch of people just vanishing, and yeah, I've told you why they're vanishing. Ah, so I never, I, I just completely forgot about that. So yeah, yeah, I guess they are unsung heroes. You never hear about them, hey. ever, ever. So another one from Red Dead Redemption is Bigfoot, yeah. uh, Duke. So Bigfoot, okay. Okay. right? You got on. This is on the Dead Nightmare, right? Yeah. You go looking for him. And the, the, you you kill a few of them, and then you yep. look you look for the last one, and he's crying. Yes, he is. He's like all alone, and you can like can you talk to him or something? Yeah, he actually talks. Yeah, he's Pretty got weird. He's actually got a voice. Very weird. It's one of the <laughs> weirdest missions I've ever played. Yeah. In, in a um, in a Rockstar game, very yeah. odd. And in the other uh, mission that's very odd is when the the stranger guy, and he's not mm. real. You know, he shoots him and he's not real. Right, right. Very weird mission. Like, yeah. not something that I'm used to. So, I don't know. But, yeah, I, li- I like the Bigfoot one. And he's a unsung yeah. hero. And you have the it's choice. It's certainly an unusual thing. You had, you had the choice to kill him or let him live. I'm pretty sure I let him live. I think I let him live. Yeah. Um, Maybe I killed him because maybe that was, like, he wanted to die, I think. Yeah, I think he was like, I'm the only one. There's no point. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I can't remember the choice, but it was pretty good. Pretty yes. good. I enjoyed it. 
Um, yes, and the next one is a side mission again, and it's called Flowers for a Lady. Oh boy! And this side mission, right? I really hope people did switch this off in in in. <laughs> yeah, like extra special. Warning! 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 So this mission, you got you got to collect a lot of flowers. Uh, this guy's like, I need to bring flowers to my wife. Yep, and. You know, he's okay. He's trying to impress his wife. I guess I'll try and help him out. It was a good. Yeah, his wife's dead. Been dead for a while. She's uh-huh. a skeleton. She's yeah. he's delirious. Um, have you ever saw Red Dwarf, Duke? I have not. Red Dwarf uh, is a very funny sitcom set in space, and there's a very similar thing. They, 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 there's four of them, and the first time they meet the robot, right, Crichton, he's on this ship. Oh, right. I think you told me about this, and you're yeah. like, they've been dead for a while. Yeah, right? it's like, oh, uh-huh. and they're, they're all excited because there's three women on the sh- on the ship, right? Yeah. And there's three blokes there, and he's like, yeah, yeah. they're all getting ready, and they're just skeletons. <laughs> and he goes, oh dear, you're looking lovely today. And then, just, and then he, yeah, he's that's the that's the thing I told you where he's yeah. in the in the room, and he's like, okay, I'm I'm just gonna go away for five minutes, and then they don't know whether to tell him. He comes back because they've been they're all dead. Because I was only <laughs> gone for five minutes. So brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> joke but uh, uh yeah so the dead woman who um who she's has an flowers. unsung hero she's an unsung hero <laughs> i don't know why she's a hero but whatever. i don't know maybe he's the hero you know like <laughs> looking at her heroic moment you've brought the flowers so that's you're the hero number seven dude i think you're more eligible to read this one out than i am <laughs> oh man oblivion there's this uh i don't even know if he has a name but anyway uh in uh oblivion there's this guy uh, and uh, the description here is good, so I'll read it. Yes, he's annoying. Yes, he looks like someone super glued a melted troll head on top of a Frodo action figure. But folks, this poor guy is just a fan. He's devoted his life to you, and you get him as a reward for becoming grand champion in the arena in Oblivion. And so basically when you, you know, like in a lot of games, there's this arena series of things. And then when you become the super master of the arena, this dude will start following you around. And he's like, hey, what's going on? What, what do we need? to do now what can i carry for you and it's just i've never had any use for him i don't think anybody who's played it has ever had any use for him so <laughs> i mean he's nice but it's like shut up leave me alone go but away that's the kind so. of like touch that bethesda do in those fallout oh, games sh- they always i watched the skyrim video and they're talking about micro and macro detail and you know there's, there's so much detail and i heard on another podcast where this blind man's reading a book and you grab the book and there's the, the empty pages you know what I mean? Uh, like there's no, nothing on the pages. And he's yeah. like, it's the best book I've ever read. You know? <laughs> um, so I love that. I, and I this is, that. of course, before they got... I mean, you know, Fallout 3, they did okay with the companions. But I think New Vegas, they really honed it. Because each companion gives you a different perk. And, you know, they, they keep the chatter down to a minimum, which they finally realized. You don't need to have them saying things every time you do anything. No. And they can carry stuff for you. You can give them commands. And I think they did a really good job with the companions in Fallout New Vegas. But this is when they're first starting out and just sort of experimenting around with it, I think. Yeah, so. I mean, probably this this kind of... Little Easter egg, I suppose you could call it, was where you know those companions came from. Probably, you know, oh, sure. yeah. just like you know how they would get someone to to follow you all the time. Yeah. Yep. Uh, on some, the next one is a game that we both played. Probably you oh, more yeah. than me. Right? Is from GTA San Andreas. Oh yeah. And I'll read this one out. Um, it, it's it's a guy called the Truth, 
and he's a hippie yes. guy. And the truth appears in the award-winning GTA game San Andreas, he's a drug-taking old hippie who Cole Johnson, Cole Johnson finds himself helping out in several situations, whether it be burning down whole fields of cannabis or telling elusive government goons for no reason whatsoever. He also <laughs> has a pretty bitchin' ride. The guy is truly awesome. He... He's like that weird uncle that your dad tries to keep fr- uh, keep you from seeing too much. <laughs> Throughout GTA San Andreas, the truth is one hippie that I did not want to limit my visits to. He's funny as hell. I'm probably slightly biased, as I'm definitely a bit of a conspiracy, conspiracy theorist nut myself. Um, I love the way that's written as well. <laughs> it's yeah, the, it's, it's, it's well very, said. It's very funny. The crazy thing for me about this guy was... When you first show up, I don't even remember how you get out to his hippie farm, but it's all, you know, he's like, hey, man, come on in and, like, cleanse your chakra or whatever. And he's like, you know, he's constantly getting stoned. He's got this little hippie van, and he's like, yeah, and then, but he's crazy. So he's like, oh, the helicopters, the government's flying over my farm again and this and that. And you're like, man, whatever. But then it's clear that, like, oh, wait, it is government agents. And he's like, if they find me with all this weed, I'm toast, so let's burn it down. And it, so that takes it to the next level. You're like, okay, suddenly we're destroying thousands and thousands of crops. Well, whatever. I guess, you know, you don't want to go to jail. And then they, they start coming onto the farm, and they're like, it's the cops. Get in the combine harvester. Let's run them over. And suddenly you're this like murdering psychopath <laughs> plowing down all these human beings in a combine harvester. And he's like, yeah, you got that guy real good. I'm like, dude, what happened to peace and love? Yeah. Oh, except when they're trying to take me to jail and then I'm going to run them over and slaughter them. And it wasn't like kind of ill arrived either. It, like it felt... <laughs> It was. It, I mean, it is ridiculous, right? That he yeah, went from but it, one. But it contrast- revealed each layer a little bit at a time. And- yeah, and it's like this guy is just mental, like, <laughs> and he's so mental that he, you know, it's well realized mental. It's not just oh, yeah. weird mental. Yeah. Um, I'm not familiar with the next one. Oh man, I have not played. The Actually, first two sorry, games. sorry. Yes, I am. I've, the the first pictures threw me off. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You don't see him that way. Okay. So, for those who don't know what we're mumbling about, yes, in the fir- in uh, there's only one character who's been in every Fallout game or almost every Fallout game, and his name is Harold. And so he was a human who was locked inside a vault, and then he got effe- infected by mutation, and then that made him weird. And then in Fallout Three, he's very different. So, Trinity, tell him how he appears in Fallout Three. I will when I stop the in. Okay. So, um. Well, with the four there, and then got guard there, and then the oasis, and then the oasis, and then you kill him. Yes. So and he's like he is, basically he's mostly a tree, and and there's this place, and it's weird in Fallout Three because you come across this lush yeah. green oasis. Or yeah. it's an oasis, exactly. And you're like, what's going on here? And in Fallout, you know, like I said on that piece I wrote, anytime you come across some place in Fallout that seems like beautiful yes. and idyllic, nice. you know there's something really twisted and wrong what, going what on. I, one of my favorite moments in Fallout is when you go across this village and everybody's really nice. Like everybody's yeah. like it's it's not a village, it's like a street. Everyone's yeah. like super nice, nothing weird going on. And you're like, oh, just, they're just normal people. It's weird. Like, they're so. Wait a minute. There's no normal people in this. Hang race on. This base. This basement's locked. All right. <laughs> and they really don't want me to go in this basement, which makes yeah. me really want to go in this basement. <laughs> of and, course. And they're they're cannibals. So, yeah. I love it. And yeah, he's carry on, Duke. Oh, carry on. So yeah, well, I mean, you know, Harold is this weird freakish tree that's bleeding lifeblood or something that makes the 
area fertile, and meanwhile it's you know torturing this guy, and he's all, "Please kill me!" And uh, yeah, that's why he's not in Fallout New Vegas because he can't because he's a tree and he's maybe dead. And he's a tree. And he's a tree. And he can't move. But yeah, yeah, you had the option to kill him or kill the forest or. And I kind of thought it would be a situation where it was like. Okay, there's a tree spirit or something who's like, oh, spread my word to everyone else or whatever it is. But this was so tragic because it's like he's so – and he tried telling the people who are worshipping him. And he's like, please, you know, I want to – this is horrible suffering. And they're like, oh, he wants to spread the word to the rest of the world. He's, no, that's not what I said, you mm. jerks. Yeah. Just an example of like the many layers that they had in, oh, yeah. in Fallout. Uh, the next one, Unsung Heroes. Now you probably don't care about this one, but this one is Tor and Odin. To be honest, I didn't really they didn't really captivate me, but they they you know, they're they're quite interesting in in their own way. Um these were the old rockers in Alan Wake. Oh, okay. Right. And they suffered from dementia. Uh, yeah, 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 I remember these guys. They were like in the mental home. Yeah, well they're they're in the diner at first and they're 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 a bit you know, crazy and right. It kind of comes again when you have to go on like the rock concert thing. Like Stage, it's, right. it's it's a, it's a, it's a foreshadowing of the, the the rock concert. Like that they obviously went. It would be so cool to have a rock concert in the middle of a farm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they needed a reason for it. And I think a very well made up reason. Like, I think that's quite a cool way. Like we got this farm and we set up a stage on there and we're old rockers yeah. and we're crazy. Sure. Very and lights drive the mutant monsters away, so let's have fireworks coming out exactly. of Exactly. I, I think it's 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 a very clever um yeah. level level design and a very nice kind of lead up to it. Because when you meet them, you just assume that they're old rockers. You don't ex- right, right. you don't expect to stumble across where they, you know, used to perform or like yeah, you know, yeah. and, and it it becomes one of like the very the, there's when you play a game, I don't know about you do, but I don't kind of remember all the game, I remember maybe. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Three things about it, you know what I mean? Like, and one of them is definitely like the mm. the stage on Alan Wake. They're very memorable characters. It's a very memorable moment. It's not your usual uh, set piece for an adventure game or something. And you, I mean, you didn't really like Alan Wake, but it was more the, the mechanic drove me crazy. Yeah, but, but I, I appreciate the sensation of that moment of being on the stage and like, yeah, you know, yeah, whatever it was. It was so, fun. Yep. It was fun. Yep. Uh, the next one. Uh, I'd, yeah, yeah, this is weird. This is a weird one. So I'll read this one out because I've played this game and I, yeah, I don't really know. No this. Idea. This is... So I'll read it out. Next one is after the longest um, known hiatus this side of Duke Nukem, the third unsung hero. This article is funny. I was talking about the article. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. So uh, the primary antagonist in Mirror's Edge, a.k.a. the Marmite of video games, Jackknife. He's rather like the game he stars in. Either you're a fan of his cocky attitude and general badass demeanor, or you think he's the biggest douche since Biff Tannen. Biff Tannen's not a douche, he's cool. Is he uh, the guy from um, Back to the Future? Yeah. Biff, yeah, okay. Biff. Yeah. Uh, it's a screen door and a submarine, idiot. <sighs> what a Biff. Right, so... <laughs> Uh, his character design went through several shades of dickheads before the final look was chosen. But still, come on. He's sort of cool. Um, under the guise of being uh, retired as a runner, Jack Knife becomes involved with some security company. And Is this like the guy who's like talking to you in your ear while you're running around? I don't know. 
Like this is the thing. He does, however, admit that there are bigger fish than himself. So considering Mirizade's reception of was somewhat lacklustre, we'll never know who the bigger fish were. Uh, mainly due to its character and location, the game holds a special place in my heart. The controls were sometimes fiddly, but it was short as fuck, but, but still appealed to me. So I'm assuming this guy was... I think it might, I think he might have been like a traitor, like or something. Mm. Um, but he, he he's dead, right? So and he he alluded to something else, like bigger than him, and he's yeah. dead. So I mean, I like Mirror's Edge, but I don't really remember this guy at all. Like I huh? I don't remember him. Which... I don't remember him either. But uh, maybe I just didn't get that far in the game, or he wasn't an important part in the early bits that I did play. I don't know. The next one I do remember. I do remember this one. I don't know if you remember this one, but I do. I don't. It's it's, it's a game called Resident Evil Two, and oh, I never played it. That's why. <laughs> I I I didn't play it a lot, right? But uh, I did watch it a lot, yeah. right? And I played the first bit of Resident Evil Two quite a few times for some reason. I was young. I was stupid, right? <laughs> um, let's see how old I was. I was twelve when this game was released. So, right. um. So, well, did you play it right away, or did you wait a little while? No, while? no, but my brother played it, and I watched him eh. play it. Um, so what happens is, like, you, you split up at the very start. You can either pick Chris or Claire, and, okay. you know, everybody picks Chris because he's a bloke, and, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you, you play out. I think Claire's was a harder campaign. I don't know. Maybe, mm. pick, maybe my brother picked Claire. No, he picked mm. Chris. Right, anyway, so he, he's going through, blah, 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 and you go into this gun store, right, and... Right. This guy like holds up and he says, "You know, who are you? What are you doing here?" Right? And he's like, "Yeah, you know, I'm cool. I'm with the police." Blah blah blah. And then you go through and he lets you through the back, and then you hear him die. You don't see him die. Uh-huh. You hear him die. Mm, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, less is more kind of thing. Yeah, and uh, uh, well, back then it's a case of we didn't want to animate his death. <laughs> Right. You know what I mean? Like, because now yeah. you, it would be this mad cutscene, <laughs> and like, minute scene. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, especially if it was a Japanese game, it would be shot ten times in the head. This, this is an example though of, of um, like the like being restricted by kind of mm. the, the the technology because if you gotta be creative because of the limitations on what you can do. You know what Japanese like? If they would, ha- if they could have done it, they would have. Yeah. Like, they they would have right, shown right. like every inch of his death. You know. Yeah. Um. But I'm pretty sure like you just heard his death and that was it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think there was a remake where you did actually see him die. Um, yeah. But you know, whatever. So rest in yeah. peace, Bob. His name was Bob. Um, you shall be missed. So Jake Braff says, "Bright, I don't miss him so much." Who cares? Uh, the next one. If you want to go ahead and read this, because I'm sick of talking to. You. Oh, the uh, Stu needs to be here to read this. Raven home. Oh, it's so awesome. Ra- anyway, Raven home. Right in Half Life Two is a bit of a like love hate thing with me. Yeah, I both love that level and hate it. Well, I, why do you hate it? Well, because it's so stressful. Right. Yeah. Because there's a bit where you're in a lift and there's those dog things coming up and they're creeping up yeah, everywhere. That's true. And the biggest thing is when I, when I was on my other gamma tag, there's an achievement for going through Ravenhound with just the gravity gun. And yeah, I, yeah. And I got it. And there's I, little saw blades everywhere. And I, and I don't have it. Like obviously, I don't have that gamma tag anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, if I want to play that game again, do I want to get that achievement again? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. <sighs> so um, yeah, it's this character named Father Grigori, 
And when we first meeting Grigori, we are unsure of his relationship with us, partly due to his biblical ravings, partly due to his expertise at exploding zombie heads. He presents a menacing figure, but slowly forms a bond with the player over the short time spent with him. And we should also point out, the whole game, he's like six roofs ahead of you saying, oh, jump to your left, come over this way, my friend, oh, yeah. this and that. Yep. Apart from some much-needed company for Gordon Freeman, Gugori provides us with the section of survival horror-style gameplay. The dark setting of Ravenholm with its cramped streets and various man-made walkways and bridges serve as an adequately claustrophobic environment to battle zombies. The current status of Father Gregory is up to players to decide, as his fate is purposely left ambiguous by Valve. He's last seen laughing like a James Bond villain whilst tearing up zombies with his rifle through a wall of flames. Unfortunately, Valve have stated that they have no plans for him to feature in the series again, which makes me feel about as sad as this monkey. And then there's a cute little picture of a monkey frowning. I think, he's, I think Valve probably assumed he's dead. Yeah, I think that's probably the implication there. Anytime you see somebody trying to fight their way out of impossible odds. Yeah. Now, you know, at the same time, in a movie, you wait to see the corpse of the person before you yeah. actually believe if you they're dead. If, if, you don't see that, if, if they, you don't see them die, right. they are not dead. They're going to bursting out the last yeah. moment to save the hero or whatever. But, but video games don't often work that way. No. So. And I think that, like Valve are clever enough to kind of allude to like that guy just went down in yeah, flames, well, you know sure. what I mean? Just like went down like that. It seems like there's less shame in doing that in a video game because you know what? Sometimes the odds are impossible, so just deal with yeah. it. And I, I quite like that's the last time you see him. He's kind of like how you would re- remember him. You know what oh, I mean? Sure. Like you know, he's he's fairly boring when he's like talking on a roof or whatever. But like right. the last time, you, the last time you see him is yeah. what you remember, right? He's and tearing that's, things up and, and he's being a badass. tearing shit up, and like, he, he will always be a badass. You know, if he's carrying on the thing and he's dying. And, He's not yeah. so much of a badass anymore. So I think Valve are clever enough to kind of leave it at that. And I don't mind if they do. But yeah. that is the list of Unsung Heroes. I think that's a great list. I think Jake has got a great website. Yeah. Good job, dude. And I wasn't like going to talk, talk about this, right? And I, I'm not going to talk about it too much. But, Jake, but me and Jake are planning something. <gasps> me and Jake are planning something. Mm. He'll be on the Veteran Gamers. Maybe soon. Maybe not too soon. That's why I'm not talking too much because I don't know how quick we can do it. But eh? you know, it's it's eh? a little stuff. Stay tuned, people. More details as they emerge. He's a good drawer. That's it. Right. I'm not saying anymore. Uh oh. Oh snap. Oh shit. Um, yeah. So what we sorry, got real quick. I have to jump in on the, there's this thing on the gaming Reddit uh, forum where it says Skyrim keeping what we all care about most, and it's a picture of Nern Root. And it's all this information about like the value of it. And yes, I think that's a good point. Why do they even bother with these stupid herbs and the gathering missions? And that was like my least favorite of Oblivion. That's my least favorite of all these games. I hate when they do that. Give me and an, then give do me a recipe equivalent. where you mix these three things. Oh, is there an equivalent in Fallout or? Not really Fallout 3 so much, but in New Vegas they did because it was like you can pick this plant, pick that plant, and then at a campfire you can put them together and, you know, create healing powders and stuff. I mean, I suppose it's a nice thing if you're far from home and, you, you know, but you can fast travel to a bed and then sleep and get healthy. Yeah. It, it seems like it's important in the hardcore modes. But most of the time, and you know, it's optional in most games. It was mostly optional in Oblivion, but there was a quest where it was like, bring me 70 of these plants, and they were really hard to find. And I even went online to find a map, and it was like, here's where they are. And I'm like, I'm not even going to bother using the map to go get all of these, because it's just like, screw it, I don't even care. Mm. So, I don't know. 
That's uh, that doesn't sound great to me. It reminds me of a little bit of Red Dead Redemption Flower Missions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least with those, it would show up on your mini map and it would uh, yeah. show over here, you know. Yeah. But still, it's like, I don't know, whatever. A little anyway, bit what's next? Next is a game that's coming out. Rockstar always talk about one game. Yes. Right. They they never talk about multiple games that they're, they're working on. They always talk about one game, whatever's so next. So do we now have the next game after L.A. Noire? The next game after L.A. Noire is Max Payne 3. They will oh, be pushing. Yeah. They are going to be pushing. Expect to see more and more stuff of Max Payne 3 in the coming months. Um, and at the moment, right, we have uh, news that Max Payne will feature an addictive quote, addictive multiplayer experience for the first time in the series. Uh, Max Payne 3's multiplayer... G- GTA, sorry, GTA didn't have a multiplayer really to speak of, did it? I mean, it sort of had the co-op stuff you can run around in the same world. It had a death match. It had a death match. It had okay, races. Okay. It had um, it had a brilliant thing called Cops and Crooks where you played right. as, like, you know, it's bad guys versus, you know, cops. Yeah, yeah. Um, so mm. it, did, it did have a multiplayer, but... I, I don't think it was as well realized as it could have been. Right. It seems like Rockstar, I mean, this is the, I guess Red Dead Redemption had a very good multiplayer, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah. yeah very, and it's, it's, it, 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 I mean, Red Dead Redemption multiplayer is a very, the dead, you know, there is definitely dead death match in that. And it's just, yeah. it's easy to get to. And yeah. And it was, that was pretty addictive. So I'm, when I, I, I evaluate this claim of addictive multiplayer, I'm like, ah, but you know what? Red Dead, they did it. So it could be interesting to see them put it with modern technology and, yeah, I mean, Red Dead, Red Dead is two ye- two years after GTA Four, so you know yeah. they learned lessons. You know they, it's mm-hmm. it's all about interface. I think with multiplayer, oh, sure. they have a good interface, especially if it's an open world game. It's tricky. Yeah, so yeah, yeah um, this is according to computerandvideogames.com. Max Payne 3's multiplayer aims to deliver a compelling uh, experience that dynamically alters maps and mode progression for all players in a match, along with traditional multiplayer modes, Max Payne 3 will also include a deep reward and leveling system, blah, blah, blah. We all know that. Like we system. have in every multiplayer. Yeah. See, it's, it's a, it'll be interesting to see if it can stand out in any way. I don't think it will. I don't think yeah. it will. Like, I, I, I don't think it's going to stand out. But I, you know what? I'm more excited for the next GTA. But, you know, Max Payne, like, I like Max Payne. It'd be nice to yeah, see. Yeah, I never played the second one. I remember liking the first one. It's okay. Like, I was a lot younger when I played it, so maybe, yeah, yeah. you know, like, I was stupid, but... <laughs> I, I remember enjoying it. You know, what I mean, it was more Max Payne to me. Like, I, oh, yeah. I I liked that. That was good. Yeah, I remember that very early on in the game, you're trailing some Russian dude, and the car goes by, and you can see that the license plate says vodka. And I was yeah. like, oh, they put lots of work in on that one, man. They're yeah. <laughs> around the clock trying to come up with clever. Ah, eh, just put vodka. Who cares? Vodka. That's yeah. kind of Russian. I remember like playing Max Payne two, and like the wheels didn't move on the car. They just oh, yeah. got, like, there was just so static, and I was like, man, <laughs> that is rough. Uh, and I remember what, looking at pictures of Max Payne 1, and I was going on a school trip, right? I was on this school trip, and me and Marsh were looking at Max Payne pictures, and we was like, there is no way games can look any better than Max Payne. <laughs> like, we, honestly, we just looked, that nice. is the most realistic thing <laughs> I have ever seen. Can you, you, you know, can it's see funny, I laugh, his but... eyebrows? Yeah, exactly. I remember when Final Fantasy Nine, no, it was Ten, I think, when that came out. They there was a picture in like Time Magazine, like one of these mainstream. It wasn't a video game magazine. It was like a regular magazine that normal people read, and it had a picture of an eye from Final Fantasy. And I was like, "That's it. They've reached photorealism. They can't get any better." And obviously, we've gotten better since then. But 
Yeah. It was, yeah, it's so, it, you know, and you wonder in 20 years, will we look at L.A. Noir and be like, God damn, how did people think oh, that yeah. was good? Oh, yeah, totally, totally, yeah. like, we'll be doing that. We'll be doing that. It's you, you, we get so spoiled, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I mean, when I played Body Count today, my friend Matt was saying, "Oh, that kind of looks like PS2 graphics." I was like, "You no, <laughs> yeah. you need to play the PS2 now because <laughs> exactly. you play that you now. Yeah, that looks rough. Like we forget yeah. so easily how bad <laughs> the graphics were until you play God of War. I mean, I played the God of War Collection, and I think, "Oh, yeah. this looks rough." But that I didn't play it on the PS2. I played like oh, the updated sure. version. So right, right. you never know. Anyway. So, yeah, stuff happening with Max Payne. Um, I, I'm interested. I'm interested in Max Payne. Yeah. I, re- I really, I, you know, I'm a Rockstar fanboy. I, I will support. I, I trust them. You know, you'll look the same with Bioware. Uh-huh. I, I trust them. Right. You know, and, and Max Payne 1 had an interesting story. I don't know if I'd say it was great, but it was interesting. No. And I'm very curious to see. I mean, now that they've clearly made story sort of their main focus, it seems that's like, in right. Rockstar games. That's yeah. their main thing they're dealing with. I'll be very interested to see how they come back to this Max Payne character. Because well, there's a lot of things you could do. When I, when I, when I really think about it, right, you, Max Payne 1, and one I don't know about 2, actually, but Max Payne 1 was made by the people who made Alan Wake, right? Oh, okay. So, story-wise, they're on that level. You yeah. think about it, right? So, you didn't... The, the writing's not that great, but the setting was perfect. And Alan yeah. Wake is the same. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, the, the atmosphere is just so good, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, sure. So, you know, yeah, Remedy Entertainment did make the, uh, did make the second one. Uh, mm. Rockstar did publish it. So, they, you know, they, right. they're on the Max Payne series for a while. Yeah. I remember I talked to a student right after I played the first Max Payne game, and I was really annoyed because there's a part in the Max Payne 1 where it's the tightrope thing, where there's like this yeah. really thin, narrow board, and you have to walk over it, and you fall off, and you die, and then you have to do it over again. And I was so annoyed by that, because I had to do it like 10 times. I went to school the next day, I'm like, God, I just finished Max Payne, and I was so annoyed, the tightrope part. And the student was like, you gotta play Max Payne 2. And I'm like, I'm not. Why should I bother? It's more tightrope crap. Give me a break. And he was like, no, 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 no. There's a part where you're in this apartment building, and this crazy fat old woman jumps out with a shotgun, and like that was his selling point. That was gonna <laughs> convince me to go get Max Payne too. And I was like, I don't know. That that's what I would use to try to convince me to get I that game. I don't know. I don't know about that one. <laughs> I, mean, um, I don't remember that. I do remember. I don't. You know what? I don't really remember a lot about Max. I just remember playing Max Payne, and ha- there was an earthquake at the same time. Right. In the game or like no, at your life? In real life, right. Oh, crazy. Was, and you're yeah. like, wow, this is really realistic. This vibrating controller is... That's a, that is exactly <laughs> like what... Like, I tell that story quite a lot, right? So I'm playing Max Payne, <laughs> shoot some people. The, the the thing rumbles. I was like, wow. And rumble was new then, right? And I was like, wow. Yeah, yeah. This is pretty. And then my door <laughs> was shaking, right? And I was like, holy shit. We've entered the Matrix, people. Right. And I honestly thought there was a truck in my living room. Like I, I just thought that we. And the weirdest thing is, I looked in the street, nothing. Right, and I thought, oh, this is what going crazy is. This is what the. Oh, brilliant! All right, I'm going to bed. Um. Blah. <laughs> yeah. So Max Payne Three is due out uh, March next year. I'm excited. Like I, I, I'm not like hyped. Like I can't wait. This is going to be the best game ever. But. We'll I'm see. interested. I'm interested. I would be curious to see if there's. I mean, isn't there a Max Payne collection coming out or something? Probably, if they can make money from it. Yeah. 
I mean, I, w- I would be totally up if they released a collection HD remake and they they put it on the Xbox or PS3. I would get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I would totally get that. Um, Maybe two good games. You know, somewhat different. I've played them before. Been a nostalgia. Get me ready for the third one. I, I would totally play that. So make that happen, Rockstar, please. Yeah. And if anybody does know, email the show at podcast at gamers, then you can tell us. I think it's time for egg time of the topics. Oh snap. I just checked the show notes, right? And, um, like, Stu kind of, like, looks at the show notes. Me and Duke just turn up because we're cool, yeah. right? So, uh, I think he did have a list, if you look in the notes, of things that we should have covered in the show topics. Yeah. But they're pretty general, you know. Like, I, I suppose, yeah. and there's always like 50 of them, so it's yeah. like we just pick how do we the... know which ones we're going to talk about. Yeah, we can take out those ones that we just talked about. Anyway, Ed, top of topics. Um, yeah, I suppose you start the clock, don't I? I'm ready. All right, and here we go. This is from Stuart Leckie, uh, and he says, "Would love to hear about your favorite 360 arcade titles, also trilogies. How many is too many? Uh, oh, so many this year, and for the money." Not enough improvements for previous iterations. Thanks, Scottish Stew. Mm. So, favorite 360 arcade titles first. I love arcade. Geometry Wars um, 2. Yeah. Love that. Uh, I love Shadow Complex. Yeah. Um, so yeah Limbo, Lim- obviously. Limbo, Limbo, Peggle, Plants vs. Section Zombies. 8, Prejudice. Sure, if you get it for free like I did. <laughs> <laughs> um... Oh, is, Trials is good. Trials is Trials good. Is good. Yeah, yeah, not easy though. P- people are saying Toy Soldiers is, is good. Mm, uh, Cold War, you mean? Cold War, Cold War. Yeah. Mm, just think of some of the ones. World of Keflings. Oh man, I love the Keflings games. Definitely got to Kef- give a plug in for those. Right, I think we've answered enough of those trilogies. How many is too many? Do you think if, when he, when a game? Well, you gets, mentioned at the Overseas Connection did. last time that like I did. Halo re- four. It's just ridiculous. Do you agree? Like, do you think that's? I do. I mean, but on the other hand, there's Call of Duty Four, so yeah, but there is. And then they went, but then they rebooted it. They were like, "We're not going to call anything Call of Duty Five. No, we're going to pick different names after that." So I think it's all right. I mean, I I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily the number of games in a series so much as it is like, what are you doing with those games? Is there really a point to you making more, or is it just you're just pumping them out because you want to make another game? Yeah. I think after three, I think I think after three they start changing the name because yeah. it, it just kind of like when it, five is just a weird number. <laughs> yeah. Four you can get away with. I think four <laughs> is okay. But and as you pointed out, Final Fantasy seven is just weird. It's just stupid. It's right? supposed to be the final one, but yeah, I mean, but they get away with it because they, I think they was kind of like the first to do it. Right? Yeah. Oh sure. Um, and to be fair, they started with like Final Fantasy four in the Well and it's the it's the same thing like my beef with WikiLeaks. Like WikiLeaks was originally going to be a wiki that anybody could edit, and then they were like, Oh, but people didn't want to spend time editing things that really were important, like government, you know, misdeeds. They just wanted to edit Pokemon articles on Wikipedia. Meh, so we closed the wiki. 
And I'm like, okay, that's fine. I understand that complaint. But then you should change the name of your site because you're not a wiki anymore. Mm-hmm. So if Final Fantasy VII wants to do Final Fantasy XV, fine. But you got to change that name, Ultimate Fantasy or something. Like, get rid of Final. It doesn't work <laughs> yeah. anymore. Well, then there's the problem with brands. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. like, but yeah. I, I, I think, like, when it, when a game gets to five, four you can get away. Call of Duty 4, but, you know, five, there aren't many. Think of many games that have five in it. It's true. There really isn't. There's not this many. conversation can serve no purpose anymore. I think they'll change the name of Halo 4. I think they'll change it to Halo Last Stand or Final mm-hmm. Fight or whatever. I, don't know. I was surprised by Reach. I mean, that makes sense. Like, you do yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. And, I, and Halo 3 ODST. They should have just called it Halo ODST. See, big... but then there's the thing about, like, okay, and, and we're over time, but whatever. Um, You know, because, like, Fallout New Vegas was sort of just an extension of Fallout 3. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I could see Fallout 4. They're trying to, if they're doing a Fallout 4, they're going to do, like, a whole new well, part yeah. of this game, it, you know what I mean? It, like, it'll, it'll be on that new engine, finished, you know what I mean? Yeah. It'll be on that new engine. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, we got another topic here. Uh, Duke. Yes, uh, Nicholas Charles Abbott. Yep. yep, yep. Do you want to I got one too, and this is a reverse of my last one. So th- this was, the last one was, which graphic novel or comic book would you like to see made into a video game? Now he's asking the reverse of that. Which game or game character would you like to see in a comic or a graphic novel? It's funny, actually. I'm glad he asked that because it reminds me of a book that I'm reading right now, which is The Darkness Origins, Volume 1. Ah, wow. This is sort of telling the story of how the guy gets this power and stuff. And I'm, I'm telling you, number one, it's making me want to play the game because I'm really intrigued by the dynamic of the character and the way he has this power. Did you but play the other it? Thing is, Did you, I've you, not played it yet. Oh, okay. no. So, and I know oh, yeah. you told me to. I'm, I'm interested at some point, but yes. it, you know, there's other stuff that just keeps coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's written by Garth Ennis, and I don't know if you've ever read anything by him, but he did the Preacher comics. The man knows how to tell a freaking story. Like, there's this trailer at the beginning of the book, which is weird to have at the beginning of a comic book, right? <laughs> but it's like three pages where he basically, like, he sort of talks to the camera. He's like, "This is what's going on," and. It, it presents everything in a very clean, concise way, and it's funny, and it's twisted, and there's like a part in the book later on where he comes into the bathroom, and there had been a big fight in the bathroom. There's all these bodies everywhere, and he apparently had forgotten about that or something like that, so he goes into the bathroom because he hears a noise, and there's this dude from the mafia there like cleaning up. And he's like, hey, how you doing, Jackie? And he's like sitting there with a plunger, like pushing an arm down in the toilet. And it's just like, hey, what's going on, you know? Mm. So it's little silly, weird moments like that. And Garth Ennis is so good at that sort of twisted, macabre stuff. But it's also really funny. So, Mm. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I thought that was a good example of – because I've read like, you know, Mass Effect comics and things like that. And a lot of times they feel forced. Like somebody's like, I want to tell a story in that universe too. But a lot of the good stories have already been taken by the game. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think they could do a spin-off of Half-Life, maybe. Yeah. Not necessarily Gordon Freeman, but maybe like a bit more about the G-Man. Or yeah, right. Alex, Alex's backstory. Yeah, you know? backstory is a good place to do things in comics, I think. Because then you yeah. can, you know, you know where you're leading to. Like, it doesn't necessarily have to be the same story but it, it's 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 using like in that fan movie where they did with half-life you know there's a part where 
you know, you see like a crowbar and, and that momentary glimpse of that thing resonates with you because you've seen mm-hmm. it in other contexts. You have a love for that thing or that person or that moment or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't know, a character from Red Dead Redemption, like what happens to Bonnie after John is out of her life or something? Yeah, yeah. No, you could, no. I, I, I definitely think there's uh, uh, Half-Life has so many like little characters that kind of pop in and out. Yeah, it's cool. true. So, yeah. but uh, I did think of Red Dead Redemption actually. I did think maybe like John Marston. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. John so Marston did. A, John Marston did a lot of bad things before Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, it's it, true. It'd be cool to see what that it happens. Makes some interesting comments. Um, we have another one from somebody that I think we know. I don't know this person. It's from Veteran I've Gamers UK. <laughs> so it's probably <laughs> Stu, right? Oh no! I think this was sent to at Vamer. Ah, right. And okay. The above is the one that's. Oh, I see. It's because there's a page break. Gotcha. Yes. So this is from Greasy Fish Lips. Nice. Marty, and he says, "Is 2011 going to be the biggest year for games releases, or will 2012 be bigger still?" Somehow, I think 2011 is the peak. Now, this is funny, right? Because I had the same conversation, right, in 2008. <laughs> so what came out in 2008 that you said this is the peak, or someone said this is the peak? Gears of War 2. Okay. Fallout 3. Mm-hmm. Fable 2. Uh-huh. Uh, this, uh, um, I'm struggling, I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. A lot of games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Alan. I, yeah, I remember it being a good year for games. Let's see, let's see. I can find out. I mean, Portal 2 was pretty impressive this year. Driver San Francisco, obviously, duh. It's going to be hard to top that in 2012. Mm. Um, L.A. Noir is a very important game. All right, so I've got like a list here. So yes. that's, that's not a good example. Not a good example. Not a good example. Bad examples. Uh, <laughs> Infinite Undiscovery came out in 2009. Oh my god, that game was horrible. Iron I remember Man. playing that for like half an hour and I was like, ugh, I'm done with this. Iron Man came out. Uh, Kane and Lynch came out. <laughs> Jeez. You're really making your case here. I know. Fallout 3 was pretty good though. Yeah, it was. Uh, Gears of War 2 was a very important game. Yeah. Uh, I still Left, haven't played Left it. I, mean, I played the multiplayer the other day. Left you know? for Dead came out. There you go. Right. You know, and I remember just thinking... Fuck! This is a mad year for games. Yeah. It's just insane, right? And then 2009 was like we had Batman and we had Uncharted. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. it's just like it just keeps going. So I don't think it does peak. There's a lot of room for surprises and things. You never know what the next corner is going to bring us. I, I, it, it is a case of like, yes, this era. Maybe in ten years, you'll look back at it and go, "Oh, that was a great era because of nostalgia." Oh, sure. Nostalgia and games have changed, and you don't like the way they've gone, but. You know, they do, if you still love games, like, they do just keep coming. You know, that's the great thing about them so far. Like, like I had this conversation today, like, this is one of the best game years for games. Like, it's so good. Fallout yeah. 3, like, how am I going to play it? And mm. and 2009 came along, and it was great. 2010 um, was definitely a drop, I think, in quality. Yeah. Uh, there were still great games coming out, but not as much. Mm-hmm. But wasn't a bad thing, because, you know, only about three years ago, we had... We didn't 
we started to have games at the beginning of the year. You know what I mean? Right, like, so right, it's kind of spaced yeah. everything out a little bit more. People yeah. kind of forward to kind of release them early on the year. That means less games mm. in the in the fall. So no, I don't think it is the peak. I think um, 2011 is a very good year. It's definitely better than last year for the, for, for games. Now 2012 is going to have Last Guardian. So I mean, 2012 is going to. Then again, 2011's got Ico or Ico. So yeah, I I, I think oh, it's. I think there's. I, I we don't really know enough about it a bit. It's it's know. early to tell. It is early to tell, but I think 2012 is going to be fine. Like you know, I, I I'm really excited about all the games that are going to come in at this fall. But yeah. there's, there's, I'm sure there's there's a ton that are coming out next year. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. So yeah, don't worry, man. Still going to get good. There's stuff still on the horizon. Stuff happening all the time. Forget about it. All right. Um, this part of the show we usually read emails, right? Uh, uh, Whoa, that ruled. I like the kind of extended version you did of that. Yeah. Because uh, 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 I had to get to it. I wasn't on that page, so. Now, I can't really work out how many emails we've had, right? So I was just going to bug this and... I've we've had several. Several. Right, so yes. we had one from Mr. Bad Hairdo, Bed Hairdo, or Gangu Crumb, oh, yeah. or Andrew. He's from Telford, right? So, he's not far from me, actually. Anyway, he says, he's give us a big email, Duke. Big email. Big and email. subject is RAGE, all in capitals. So I don't know if he's ah. just mad or he's talking about the game. Um, so he says, Hello guys, I have watched the video on Rage with the multiplayer gameplay Stu posted, um, which is on veterangamers.co.uk. You should go there, it's a great site, you should check it out. At the moment, I am playing through Gears of War 2 co-op, and I'm having lots and lots and lots of fun. I tried playing Halo Reach co-op, and felt that the game did not work well in co-op. You're mad, Andrew, but still love you. It just feels like it was an extra add-on, like the developers were thinking. Co-op has nothing to do with the story, but... We'll, we will throw it in anyway and it would have made sense if the, co-op, the extra co-op player could have played as one of the characters that you meet and help you through the game so he's saying like, that the, the reason why there's an extra person there doesn't really fit well with the story I agree, mm. I agree mm. but whatever um, I am hoping that the co-op in Rage makes more sense like Gears of War or Portal 2 either way I'm looking forward to, it, to, to giving it a try I'm really enjoying playing Gears of War 2 co-op at the moment. I think he's enjoying Gears of War 2. Dude, uh, said apparently. This, uh, I'm playing through it with one of my bezies and had many lol moment as well as ooh yeah moment. Mm-hmm. I think it depends on who you play with that makes the game so much fun. Play the cartel with this person, Andrew. Play it with him. Uh, you'll enjoy the cartel. Uh, I am yeah, but, but I'm used to. Uh, I used to think playing co-op campaign missions could sometimes devalue your gaming experience, but not anymore. I think it will be great looking for more games with good co-op. It was funny at, at the Gears of War 2 play date hearing Chinny tell Duke that he should use his shotgun for close range, and Duke saying, I don't have a shotgun. Chinny, <laughs> yeah. pressed left on your D-pad. <laughs> Lol, just pure entertainment. <laughs> yeah. It was like this, but a play date. It was madness. It was carpet <laughs> madness. So... Anyway, dudes, I was just thinking about an email you read out last week that said you hope to continue to 
you continue to continue this podcast for years to come and that sentiment is echoed by me too i started listening about a year ago and he's been really fun community to be a part of i feel the community really does give gamers a voice and share their thoughts and opinions about games blah 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 we won't say that no, we don't only, care. Joking. Uh, only joking only uh, joking um say the opinions about games and there's drama if someone hates a game and another person loves it's a friendly place to be um yeah halo reach play day wow we had a lot of people turn up awesome gamma tag gang you crimes thank you very much uh mr bedhead slash gang you crimes um the biggest pro like the thing is right we have a good community you agree duke oh yeah i love this community it's awesome man it's it's the biggest problem now like i'm always worried like because this guy here right now, I'm pretty sure it's Andrew, right? But I'm not 100% sure that it's Andrew called. Mm. But I think it is. This is the problem. I think you agree, right? So many people have different names everywhere. Yeah, now, yeah, exactly. It's pretty Pick easy. Pick a name, people. Come Pick, on. Like, so, Gangu Crimes, I know it's your game, so, and it's difficult and you know to change that. But like, don't. this is for anyone who we play with or anyone. Don't get offended if I don't know your name. Because yeah. sometimes, like, like your, your username on the forums, your game tag, and your real name, of, like it's hard to kind of link them. If but, you send an email, make sure you put your gamer tag in it. Because Hell Patrol did it. He sent me an email. He's like, "Hey, what's going on?" Blah blah blah. And I was like, "I'm sorry. How do I know you?" And he was yeah. like, "Oh, it's me, Hell Patrol." I'm like, oh, duh, of course. Because you know, we we do know yeah, but like, if, if sometimes I don't like to call people by their kind of gamer tag like on when I'm playing Xbox Live. So I think it's really weird. Probably you, yeah. Duke. I always call you Duke for some reason. I don't know why. Oh yeah, that's just what it's become. That's fine. Uh, but like, like when I t- I can't call someone like Pwn owns forever. <laughs> right, exactly. right? So I'm like, what's your real name? That's like, some people have more name like usernames than other people. Like, yeah, and I I think I like, I just kind of think, oh, I I don't offend them by saying like, what's your name or like, who are you again on the forums? Because it's, right, it's right. really difficult to remember who's who. But as soon as we know the name, we're like, oh, like straight away yeah. I know. And some of them we've even talked to before, and I just kind of forget. And it's not yeah. like a bad. Like, I, I do try and keep up, but it's so difficult with all the different names. So we, we, we'll get there one day. Um, he yes. also sent. Um, Bed Hairdo also sent another email. I should have read through my emails before I press send. Ha! <laughs> um, yeah, because he, sent, he meant to say no drama, apparently. I don't know. But he cocked mm-hmm. something up. Anyway, uh, we got another email, I think. So the next email is from Chris MJW, and he says, Hey, guys. I don't know if he talks like this. but Yeah, he does, yeah. Bang on. Yeah, okay. I just wanted to say thanks for awarding me runner-up in the competition. An honor indeed. Not to look a gift horse in the mouth, but unfortunately, I have no Xbox, so I'll not be able to accept your kind offer of a code. The mention in the podcast was prize enough. Could you give my code back to Bongo as a thank you? Keep on keeping it real, Chris MJW. Another example, another example of just you know a good community. You know, he's just class act, man. Giving it back. So um, I don't know what we'll do with that. We should. Do you have a PS3 account? And we offer, or is it? Oh no, because the runner-up prize was on. Yeah, the uh, runner-up prize. So I think we should try and help Chris somehow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We'll give him a little something, something. I don't know. I don't know how, but we'll find a way, man. We'll find a way. That's right. And yes, uh, the other email we have is from Jason. Or Blue Hellman, uh, as we know him as. See, oh, you know, it's difficult to remember that his name's Jason sometimes. 
I know Blue Hellman. I know that hey. name. Uh, anyway, hey guys, Blue Hellman here. I have never wanted to cry because of a game, but I've I felt emotion. Last week we were talking about emotional games, all that stuff. Remember that, dude? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. At the end of Red Dead... Um, I'm just checking if there's any spoilers. Right, no. Uh, at the end of Red Dead, you are right. It draws emotion. An ex- excellent example. Oh, yeah. I offer to you, Bastion. I know none of mm-hmm. you have played through to the end. I did. Don't get me wrong, the story wasn't told in a way that was deeply involved my emotion until the end of the game. At that point, a um, bit of a spoiler, so I won't read it, but something interesting happens. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. And he does say, I won't spoil it, but what he just said was a little <laughs> bit spoiler. Um, but yeah, he, like, he's trying to avoid it. Yeah, I appreciate that. But I will yeah, say um, that what he did in the game was very emotional at the very end. So along with one hell of an emotional song playing in the background while I did what I what needed to be done. So good soundtrack, apparently. And then he goes through us one by one. Stuart, you of all guys, I'm sure would I I was sure would play this one. You've let me down. So he's talking about Bastion there. Oh, Duke, come on. Everybody knows you cried when you when Dom found his wife in Gears of War 2. And Chinny gets emotional every time he plays a bad game until the end. I do. That's true. And why did I play it? <laughs> I would offer more, but I have poor memory. Oh, yeah, the little sisters in Bioshock. I have to save them all. How's that for a poor memory? Peace. And yeah. although I know Deus Ex is a great game, heading into the side missions with cops posing as prostitutes will only get you... Uh, to a door you cannot unlock unless your skill is high enough and I don't have the time for another loading screen. Besides, I have no ammo and I'm crying. So it doesn't look like he's getting on with Deus Ex over there. But thank you, Jason, for sending an email. Thanks a lot. We appreciate it. Yes. Uh, Yes, and he he did send another one, but I don't know if it was directed to Stu. But we'll we'll just read it out anyway. Uh, If it's private, you know, I still... I got the picture of that growth on your what's it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Send more. No, he said... uh, uh, one more thing, Stu. Okay, you've already talked about Catherine and Shadows of the Dam, but seriously, are you not interested in El Shaddai? The game is uh, has beautiful visuals. So, uh, Stuart, please stop whining about minor aesthetic change details. The name from yes, 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 yes. Um, I think that's it for emails. Ah, oh, yeah. oh, good stuff, man. Isn't it weird without Stu? It is very weird without Stu. Because he's like, we, we depend on him for keeping time and organizing everything. Yeah, it's like we don't know what's next. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we're right, we're just like some cows wandering around without, you know, there's no pen, there's no shepherd. I guess cows don't have a shepherd, but you get, See, the, but, you get the point. But that's the thing. We're so used to, like, when we stop talking, Stu just moves us off. Exactly. <laughs> All right. And we don't. Our job is to interrupt and be obnoxious, yeah. not, like, actually organize things. He's the train driver. We're the hijackers, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I did get a message from Stu on Skype saying, don't forget iTunes reviews. Do we have any? Apparently we do. <gasps> oh, yeah. my God. Um, so this is a, an opportunity. While I'm loading up iTunes, maybe Duke, you should tell us, uh, tell everybody how they can contact us and how important it is to have our iTunes reviews. Absolutely, iTunes reviews are just vastly important because um, we get a hundred dollars for each one that um, we get. So come on, people, we want to get paid. That's why we're in this. Um, no, but yeah, uh, iTunes reviews are great. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can email podcast at veterangamers.co.uk. 
And uh, that's that's a good way to get in touch with us. We have no new po- iTunes reviews here on the U.S. side. So people in the U.S., come on, man, help us out. Hook a brother up. I just realized, right, you know, the, the problem with iTunes is it takes quite a long while to load. Kind of a big program. Ah, right. And then I was like, ah, oh, I've loaded it now. Somebody got fired for that blunder. And then I realized I loaded the American one. And I was like, oh, geez, no wonder. It's got to go all the way across the ocean. Yeah. Um, so now I'm looking at the wrong, wrong reviews. Oh, jeez. All uh, right. So we're nearly there now, Duke. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah. Where's that from, by the way? It's from the Jerky Boys. There's this uh, awesome collection of prank phone calls from way back in the day, this group called the Jerky Boys. And there's this one guy who's uh, working as his name is Frank Rizzo. R-I-Z-Z-O. He's really obnoxious, loud. That's kind of where I get some of my persona from because uh, some friends of mine and I, and even my brother, uh, we uh, we were really in love with those phone calls So for a long time. And even today – like whenever somebody says things, you know, sometimes somebody says something, you'll respond to it with a question or you'll say, oh, that sounds great. But if you don't really have anything to say, a lot of times we'll fill in that gap with a good solid. Yeah. Huh? You know what? Right. I have stolen that this week. <laughs> it's infectious. Right. And it, it works, though. <laughs> it really does. You know does. what I mean? Like if someone's talking to you and, you know, you have complete respect for this person who's talking yeah, to you. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes you're just like, yeah, right. <laughs> you know. You got to be careful though, because you might use it in a way that seems like you're just being sort of offhanded with it. But yeah. the person can get offended, because you might you might eventually sound like you're being kind of dismissive, like, <laughs> "Oh man, I had the most amazing experience of my life this week." Yeah, huh? How about yeah. that? Great. Hey, it was. Uh, iTunes reviews. Now, oh, right. this is the painful thing, right? Because we got one in, in on the UK. Hey, we love iTunes. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it's worth right. doing. But like, we got one in England and we got one on Australia. And now it's not as easy. Like, we have to go into the out of the region and come back into another region. Yeah. So we've got to bear with me, people. So great show. Very short review. Five stars. Smiley face. Blah, blah, blah. Caliburn Deva. I don't know if I'm around that right, but thank you very much. Uh, he or she says, good show, funny with plenty of useful info. Long may it continue. Smiley face. Yay. Thank, thank you, you so for that. Much. Um, review does... took less time to read than it did to load up. Oh, yeah. And now I'm loading up the Australia one. Jeez. Oh, jeez. You could play. Amen. We had some Australian people at the play date, which I had not mentioned. Oh, you could do that now. Just do that now. That's crazy. I mean, it's awesome. We thank you for coming into the play date, but man, it wouldn't be up at like 3 a.m. or something. That's dedication, man. That's how you know we have a great community. We had uh, we had two people from Australia on, on that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, duh. So um, the Battlefield Bad Company 2 Vietnam play date was a lot of fun. At one point, I uh, – hang on. <coughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. <clears throat> something in the throat. Um, so at one point, we had – I, I thought about going to Team Awesome and telling them, hey, we're going to be playing Battlefield Bad no. Company Vietnam. Dude, dude, no. Dude. And then I realized, you know what? No. Because I couldn't think of a way to word it. Like, you can play with us, but you're not playing against us. And then I was like, that sounds kind of rude. But you know what? That's probably what it would end up being, and I'm not having that. So, no. They're really Forget nice it. guys. 
very they're friendly, very nice guys, but... but they're fucking good at Battlefield. <laughs> they're and way it, too it good. It makes it very hard to play. Exactly. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, a lot of people showed up. It was a lot of fun. We had a really good time. Metric Pizza, Bossy, Johnny Boy, Charlton Valley couldn't get in, but he was sort of you know in and out yep. of the party. Uh, Chinny, you were there. Master Zulu, Bongo the Sane showed up for a little while, so that lets me play this. And there's a lot of great people in this community, but I think we all agree that the person with the most fun username to say, Gavla. Gavla. <laughs> and he, yeah. I did tell him that. As well. I was like, we love saying yeah. your character. <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny, too, because I think I mentioned this at one point earlier on the podcast, but I'll say it again. For a long time, like at least a month after I added him to my friends list, he only sent these really weird messages that were like variations on that. It's like, dude. I think he said, yes, he sent me some as well. <laughs> that was it. I'm like, hey, Gavlar, how's it going? Like, did you, you know, he's like, like the show. It's like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep. What are you playing? I'm like, stop. That's really getting creepy now. Did you mention Step J? Did you mention him? You know, I did not. Thank you for reminding me. Step Thanks J. Thanks also to Step J. Bless Step J because he was downloading Vietnam. We played Vietnam and yeah. what, for a long time. And then when he came on, Duke played one and then he had to go. So uh, I was like, we got to stick around for a couple more. We had a couple more. I think we got owned. But um, I, I thought, like, let's stay on because Step J has been waiting for a long time. I think we had about yeah, two yeah. or three more games. So yeah. And that's the type of thing I wouldn't mind playing in, like, in the middle of the week if people are on. Like, yep. send me an invite. I'll probably be willing to switch out. Yep. Yep, so. yep, yep, definitely. Um, yeah, no, talking about the Australians, uh, and Bossy, 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 I don't know. Um, he left us a, an iTunes review. Yay! Yay! So thank you very much for leaving the iTunes review. And he says, he calls the review, the title is, A Rewarding Listen. Now, this is a statement from Veteran Game. We don't give you nothing for listening. Right? Sorry. That's no right. prize. I'm not rewarding nothing. And, right, um, and he says, caught one of my co-workers on more than one occasion walking into the office after his commute into work, grinning like a Cheshire cat. So I asked him, and I was told I needed to subscribe. And so I did. At first, I didn't quite understand the, uh, the catastrophic... Uh, I can't say it. The colostrophic... Contrast? No. Uh, could trust. Uh, I can't say this word. Sorry, I can't. I don't see it. So I don't know. The catastrophe. 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 I can't say it. Can't, say it. Hey, think of it this way. This is actually how a friend of mine in eighth grade drew me a little picture of a trophy with yeah. an ass of a cat on it. So cat ass trophy. That's how I remember it. Cat ass. Cat ass trophy. Trophy. Yeah. There you go. Cat That's it. That word, I can't say it, I'm sorry, <laughs> right. um, uh, of mixed accents, uh, but ever so slowly I started to find humour in just about everything that was being said and relate to at least one opinion or review given. Uh, I now find myself grinning like a Cheshire cat on w- more than one occasion. I've looked around while stopping at the lights to find a hot babe smiling back at me. Uh, numbers exchange, bodily fluids. I digress. I digress. <laughs> uh, a great podcast, guaranteed to get you some, maybe. Uh, so he's he's saying what he's saying. We make no such guarantee. Listen to the show, get laid. That's right. Tell the woman right. 
that you are listening to a, a, a podcast, <laughs> she'll know what that is straight away. Yeah. Right. Oh, absolutely. About video games. Again, she won't be put off. She'll love that. Right. Yeah. Guaranteed. <laughs> Ooh, now I'm intrigued. Mm, you're very complex and third three-dimensional. That's right. um, so, yeah. Thanks to Bossy for the review. Thanks for everybody uh, for turning up to the play day. We really appreciate all that stuff. We do. I, it, yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's so cool when people turn up. We've had people where well, they don't turn up, but it's like, it's like oh. Yeah. But sad. Bad company's always a good turnout. That's always. right. Um, next week's play day, then, Duke, I guess. Yes. What's next week's play day going to be? <laughs> it's a good question. Because <laughs> here in the show notes I wrote, or my show notes, I have question mark, question mark, question mark. What do you want to play? You genuinely don't know what it is. I genuinely don't know what it oh, is. Okay. Okay. Um, Pick a game that I might have or could get cheap. Oh, I don't know. Have you got the orange box? I do. We could do Team Fortress. Team Fortress? There it is. Team Fortress. There it is. It's always a good time. Speaking there you of go. Which, if you do have any suggestions for the, for the uh, play date, yeah. send them in at podcast.venturinggames.com. There's also a place on the forums you can post a suggestion, and I'm trying That's to it. keep up with that. So That's what someone who would go on the forums would say, probably. Uh, yeah. But I don't because you know, <laughs> <laughs> right, I did try. I'm a busy man. I got a business. Right. Um, yeah, so go on there if you want to suggest some, you know, games that we play. Make sure that it might be a game that a lot of people have. Don't recommend Vampire Ryan, for example. Uh, you know, just consider that and somewhat different. Sometimes, like some games have, you know, things in a way we, we can play. Tournaments like Street Fighter, I don't know, like just things like that. Try and try and think of something that we yeah, haven't done, or just think of a really good game that you love. So yeah, yeah. Team Fortress Two, done. That's right. All right. Up, Shout outs. Apropos of nothing. Shout outs. I have some people who like us on the Facebook. You want to be my friend on the Facebook? All right, that's enough of that. Bye-bye. Um. Brett Timmons and Andrew Harrington, and thank you for liking us on the Facebook. We like you, too. Uh, and so, yeah, cheers for that. And everybody who came to the play date was a lot of fun. And I'd like to shout out the people who made Driver San Francisco because it's awesome. And an extra special shout out to Greg DeLacy because I know he doesn't think much of Driver San Francisco. But you know what? You can hate all you want, man. I'm still going to love it because, you know, haters going to hate, lovers going to love. And I love that game. So shut up, Greg. Learn to appreciate it. And also, thanks to Greg for not reading the email I sent last week to the Overseas Connection. I probably sent it right as y'all were finishing up the show, so I guess I can't blame him for not reading it backwards in time. But if he could find a way to do that backwards in time thing, that would really help me out because I'm a busy man. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. You probably emailed him during this podcast. That's what you usually do. Uh, I think I no. I sent it on like Tuesday while you were recording. I think. So. All right. I was All hoping right. I would get in under the wire, but you know what? Whatever. Now I don't have to email you this week, so <laughs> I just am not answering this week's question. Is all. That's fine. 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 I, oh, I suppose I should share it. I am on another podcast. Really? I, I am. Right. I I, huh. I always. Assume, I thought you, that person sounded familiar. I always assume that people talking about the play vault, right? Yes. I you go by Dave Dog on that show. That's the one. Yeah. I'm. I'm it's very. Exactly. I'm very old. Um, yeah. Yeah, today we love you. Right. So I always assume that people who listen to this show listen to the Overseas Connection. And you know what? That's not the case. It may not be. Not everybody. Because the people who email the show on the Overseas Connection, right, 
are always like the you know the usual crowd, which is great. But those names, it's it's not very often that those kind of names filter onto the to the fashion gamers and vice versa. Sure. So, um, I, I I do think Knife Party Knife Party was a guy who kind of goes to both. Remember Knife Party? Or yeah. he he goes to both uh, sites. I think yeah. um, some of the. G4TE people, gaming for the elderly people, do yeah. go to bow. But yeah, it's it's very David the Alien. He's very much kind of like emails the Overseas Connection yeah. now. So sure. it's I I am on another podcast. It's called the Overseas Connection. It's hosted by Greg DeLacy. If you want more details, Google Overseas Connection um, G4TE. You'll probably find. And there's it. an Overseas Connection website that's like nothing, right? Yeah. Well, we have to host it. When you when you do podcast, yeah. people, you have to have a a kind of basic blog site to host it. So we needed one. Um, but we we did think about kind of added stories on there, but no one really goes on there. So we're more based on the gaming for the elderly thing. But go. yeah, um, and if you want to get to that and other websites about video games, if you like this podcast, there is another site you should check out, which is called VGHub.net, and on there you find a bunch of links to other video game podcasts. Similar in vain to ours, but different in the way they're uh, delivered. Some have all kinds of sound effects. Are for old people. Some talk yeah. about RPGs. Too many, people say. Come on now. Some might say that. No, no one says that. Then, of course, you have links to you know great forums. You don't have any other friends. So check it out. VGHub.net it is a great starting point for your podcast discovery. And and there you got to hear some of the people from the Overseas Connection. So yeah. If you've ever wondered, in. if you ever wondered who that guy is, that's Greg Zelaysi. He's a look. Yeah. Guy. And CP Matthew, who knows a lot about movies, so I get those references, even if no one else does, dude. Keep them coming. Yep, yep. Duke, I think we're done. I think we're done. Man, what a crazy show. We didn't do a second break, but whatever. Yeah, well, it's just well, shorter. Yeah, right. whatever. Whatever. Uh, we appreciate everybody listening, and uh, yeah, keep coming with the Facebook and the iTunes reviews, and send emails and shout yeah. out, to, shout out to Stu for. His internet oh, yeah, up. absolutely. Ha. All right. Peace out, Hope people. Hope you get your internet fixed. Yeah, cue the music and all that jazz. That's right. Thank you, good night, much love. Peace. Peace.